This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. I'm forced to raise the bar. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. This week, we're going down to Mexico and imbibing in some adult beverages as mm-hmm. we watch Spine 410 in the Criterion Collection. John Houston's Under the Volcano from 1984. But first, mm-hmm. RJ, mm-hmm. that wind came up, stripping the... Stripping the the trees bare. The the leaves are all are along the ground now, crinkling underfoot. Is that so? We're we're in the second phase of fall. Yeah, and what what does that look like? Uh, I don't know. Like the trees look like spooky claws reaching toward the sky. Ooh. Do you like spooky? Re- 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 reaching up toward a god that isn't there. Like a dying god. <laughs> Beg begging. Begging for the this uh the void to just drop the big bopper on them. Oh, interesting. Could you explain what that means? I don't know. That's something uh, someone said to me uh, earlier today. And how how do you? Feel I don't know. About well, they they had, a, they, they, they had they had they had like a cardboard sign, uh, and like what? written in maybe maybe blood, maybe other body uh matter, but uh-huh. the end is the end is nigh. And on the other side it said big bopper coming. Oh, and uh, are you pro Big Bopper? I mean, uh, I guess it depends on what they mean by that. What do you? What do you, what how, what the, do you, what do you what mean the, by that? What does the Big Bopper mean to you, RJ? I, I, I mean, I, I have no opinion on the matter because uh, my my attorney has told me that I shouldn't state personal opinions anymore. Okay, uh, right. I suffer blackouts, so uh, I have <laughs> no. I have no recollection of the yeah. uh, the event. And, and also, you cannot be held accountable. <laughs> Yes. For anything you do during said blackouts. Oh, I well, yeah, there, well, there was that thing that passed right in Canada, or that guy who uh, brief oh, insanity, or um, because yeah. it's some 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 shrooms. Yeah, it took some bad medicine one day. So yeah, I suffered blackouts. So uh, I cannot, not that I can recall. Yeah, not that I, I, can I, recall. I think that same court case said that the 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 system needs to make a correction for this, and nothing's uh-huh. happened. So, but it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Not yet. You know what I mean? So all you got to do is keep some hallucinogenics on you at all times. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then you, too, cannot recall an event, I, right. I suppose. Or, you know, like, too much cough syrup could probably count as that. You're like, oh, I had too much cough syrup. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I had a cold. So I don't know what this big bopper event is, but I, I'd love to hear what your take on it is. How, how do you uh, interpret the big bopper? The big bopper event. Mm-hmm. The big bopper know. event. No, it's not quite like Oppenheimer. It's something different. I see. It's something. It's yeah. it's the big one. It's the big bopper, Jared. Well, well the what's the difference? One. What is the difference between the big bopper and the big Kahuna? The big big Kahuna implies that there might be some fun involved. I think and some surf. I mean, bop. I mean, bopping sounds fun. Yeah, like I mean, like this kind of bopping. Wait, is that like? 
bonking? It's it's not unlike it's not unlike a, a bonking. Oh. I think a big kahuna would imply that like I think that is like when the waves take over all the land. That's the big yeah. kahuna because it's got <laughs> surf implications. There's a it's a little bit more festive. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of surfy and like you kind of feel fun doing it. I think a big bopper though is like you're you're getting bopped, buddy. Yeah. What if he was like the granddaddy of them all? Uh, that'd be called the Big Daddy, mm-hmm. and I believe that's Rob Eagle. Is uh, I believe uh, has claimed that name. I see. Yeah, yeah. Or I don't know. Maybe he hasn't. I, just something <laughs> I heard once. It's up for grabs. Yeah, it's up for grabs. It could be you. <laughs> Me? Yes, you, a citizen. It could be you. Wow. If you wanted. Right. A mere civilian. Yes, but uh, yeah, the wind's here, but uh, weather's pretty good. We've had some rain, which I don't mind. I don't mind yes. some rain. Well, it's still warm. Which However. Is, uh, I think I think that warmth is what's keeping it as rain. Yes, so it's still warm. However, However. at the 10-day forecast, my friend. <sighs> yeah, I've been looking. Cause I, my, my prediction was that we wouldn't see snowfall until after Halloween. But that's, yeah, uh, do you remember what I've been saying that, for some time here? That, that looks like... Uh, Plans might have uh, not be cooperating with my prediction, my hope, my dream. Well, last year was perfect. We made it all the way to Halloween. Kids were out trick-or-treating. They didn't have to wear too many coats or anything like that. It was perfect. Mm. And the snow came in the middle of the night. But this year, I, we got some minus 11 in the forecast next week, Jared. <laughs> no, we don't. Don't say things like that. That's the low on Wednesday Oh, like, like overnight? Yeah, the overnight low. Ugh. But, I mean, well, that's I, still pretty low. That's still pretty low. That rain well, turns to I mean, ice. T- tomorrow's supposed to be, like, 24. Yeah, well, it's 24 tomorrow, and then it's minus 11 next week. Told you. I, I've told you before that fucking Al Gore did this to all of us. If he, he, really said, us on if this. he hadn't said anything, we'd be fine. Well, I mean, do you remember when Trump was on, like, the COVID stats? And he's like, he's like if you don't look at them, they, they're not there. And it's just like... I guess he's got a point. Yeah, I know. people people were saying, just stop testing. Just stop testing, and then you won't have as many hits. And it's like, well, shit, I guess. Well, see, well, we did we did that. Yeah, now we did. Now everything's good. Well, yeah, COVID's almost at zero, right? Oh. <laughs> you know what, what, was that so- what was that sound? Let's just say it was a medium-sized bopper. I see. I Not see. a big bopper. Not a Richie Valens, but mm. just a medium-sized bopper. Who do you, who did you mourn for most in that plane crash? The big bopper, Richie Valens, or um, Buddy Holly? Damn, that's uh, damn. I don't know. I I, you, I I guess I mourned for none of them because I wasn't alive. But I, mean, I feel like that's a pretty weak excuse, though. Yeah, I mean, it's all all death's a tragedy, RJ. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, one death's a tragedy, but a thousand deaths is a statistic. You ever heard that one? You ever heard that one? Uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm sure a lot of people are saying that in our current age. Because Damn. of things. So anyways. Uh, anyways. Oh. Well, I just, I, I'm just taking it back on uh, potentially a, a dear listener of our podcast. Just uh, drop, dropped a, a half star on... The Lucio Fulci film, The Beyond. Uh, that's a pretty cool show. It's a pretty yeah. cool show. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one. I like that one. 
Yeah. Well, some uh, some of the people who listen to this podcast uh, allegedly um, have some pretty hot takes I've seen. Oh, I mean, you know what? It's all subjective. It's all subjective. I will say, give it time. Some sometimes these movies they they will mm-hmm. grow on you. Yeah. Sometimes other things will grow on you too if you try hard enough. That's that's right. Maybe with very little effort. Oh yes. You know what I mean, Vern? Just abortion. Oh yeah. No. Oh yeah. How was your week been? I was uh well, I mean the weather is, is very good. Actually we had a pretty hard day the other day, Jareth. We um we had to relocate outside Kitty to their new home. Oh it's pretty it was pretty tough. Some trust was broken, oh, some man. cries were had. So uh yeah. it was a hard one. But I think we did the right thing because like uh, we got him on Monday and I got him into his new house, which is a, uh, it's like a shop on an acreage where he yep. can live inside and it's like heated. And then immediately the next day was on Tuesday was when it was just pouring rain for like half of the day. And then today it started, it, the morning started pouring rain too. And then with all this minus 11 next week, I was like, yeah, I was, I was sad to see him go. We've, uh, we grew attached to that little guy, but, uh, mm-hmm. he, uh, I'd rather he has a, a nice home than uh, freeze outside in the minus forty weather we're gonna get in a month. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, yeah, he uh, he he walked right into his little little house carrier with me there. He uh, and then as soon as I closed the door, he uh, the trust was gone. Jared, he was pretty sad. Yeah, pretty sad. But what are you gonna do? I think he's. I think it's the right call. You know. This is the that's the way things go, RJ. I know, but I wish we could save all the kitties. No, you know what I mean. But I uh, couldn't find them a home. All that's the all the all the kitties of the world. Uh, excuse me. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, I yep. took out I took out my pain. Uh, it was Friday the thirteenth, so I did something I haven't done in a long time. I uh, I went to uh, the tattoo shop, Jared. Oh, the the long overdue tattoo. Uh, <clears throat> that wasn't part of their thing on that day. So uh, oh, they have, uh, on the Friday the 13th, they have little flash sales of uh, spooky things. And I, I have two already on my arm I, that were both from Friday the 13th. So uh, I added to it. But uh, I see. The the one in question, uh, I, I, don't, I, I never received the Patreon funding for that. So uh, it, um, it is uh, still uh, up in the air. Yeah, well, the, these things are expensive, Jared. That's why I went to the flash sale because it's uh, a lot cheaper than um, uh, than if you just went in with a custom deal. I bet that uh, Ernest Borgnine. I bet that would be uh, three hundred dollars, if not more. It's a steal of a deal. If not, maybe three fifty. Get, get a, a mirror on it. He'll, Put a mirror on it. Yeah, he'll 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 do uh, uh, double A justice. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, let's start a uh, GoFundMe, and uh, we can see what uh, <laughs> what comes of it. No, don't people don't give RJ money for his for his tattoos for his. Well, his... this isn't one that I like. I want personally. Like I, I I'll get the Ernest Borgnine if uh, mm. if other people pay for it. Wow! See, at one point it was ha- definitely happening. Now it's come down to all well, I need people to pay for it. What, what well, I didn't realize the uh, the inflation that is hitting the shop. Wow! And, uh, the uh, listen to this politician. 
Well, I, I, as you know, I suffer blackouts. So uh, if I, I, whatever had been said before, I cannot recall. Here's, now's not the time. That's what I'm hearing. I, I cannot recall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not that I recall. Yeah. Check the tapes, yeah. folks. Check the tapes. Yeah, go ahead. Check the tapes. No. How are you going to find it? I guarantee you can't. Oh, they definitely will be able to. It's out. They it's won't. in there. Yes, it is. They won't. Yeah. They're not wow. going to get it. Wow. They're not going to get me. I didn't realize this podcast is going to become a house of lies. How has it ever been anything not like other than that? I've never once said I, I told the truth. It's part of the character. That's right. Unna- unnamed uh, co-host. Yeah. It's part of the... Uh, no. It's part of the character that I play for the podcast. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So, what about you, Jared? Have you had? No, I, I don't. I, well, it's October, RJ. I'm not sure if you're aware of that, but so uh, you can't leave the house anymore. Nope. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, just just resigned to, to to viewing. It's it's making. I mean, I've probably already watched as many movies as I've watched all year in the last two weeks. Weeks. That's yeah. very accurate. Yep. Apart from maybe May, you watched like six yeah. Superman movies then. Yeah, that wasn't that many, right? Ten with yeah. those those Snyder's. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Some, some other what have you's. Yeah, that was about it. Yeah, there was definitely well, I mean, no. There was definitely no Cormay. I don't see any problem with that though. You um, when you are actually watching movies that you enjoy, you watch lots of them. That's right. Even you though my I mean? uh, my my ratings might reveal that maybe maybe I'm running out of good things to watch, but uh, there's still enjoyment even in a a one star affair. I wish there had been several. Well, you should definitely see what I've been watching because uh, you might, based on my reviews, you might find something that you like a lot. What if you were well? If you were an enterprising listener and you were like, "I want to listen. I want to hear for. I want to hear about some real horror picks." Where would you want one look this up? How could they see what you're watching, RJ? I uh, we have a wiki. It's uh, this, it's it's off of the Wikipedia. We've created our own wiki, um, and yeah, uh, yeah. And, and you can uh, and you can post all the uh, <laughs> the MetaZoo pages you want. Yeah, yeah. Or um, actually, if you're interested, uh, uh, I have Jarrett's home address. Um, just send me a message, and I'll send that to you. And then send him a letter, and then he will send you back uh, a written page of um the movies that we've watched this month by hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a long list, but it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, it's it'll be it'll be worth it. Yeah, where would you go though if you wanted to find where people are watching movies? This little website called Letterboxd. Well, I've never heard of such a thing. Well, we're, you're on it. Weirdly enough, it must be. Oh, really? Uh, one of your uh, your ops uh, doing it. Uh, I I don't recall. Not that I recall. Right. So the uh, yeah, you can whatever RJ has been observed doing. Uh, someone's keeping track of that for him. I uh, do my own work. Um, mm-hmm. I, I can't, I don't have the deep pockets of the Bellagio family. Yep. yep. Um, yeah, few do. Few do. That's right. Few Having a, a sign on the highway and everything. I mean, hey, a lot of people have signs on the highway. Some signs, uh, alert of predators in the area. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Right in front of houses. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So, 
So I'm just saying, uh, sometimes a sign isn't a good thing. That's that's right. Yeah. Uh, well, but we all know that Signs is a great movie. I yeah. Uh, I, I think we can all agree on that. That's uh, irrefutable. Yeah. Yeah. So but where is this? Yeah. Letterboxed. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barnwolf. Check oh, sure. it out. All the movies. All what's, of them. What's your total at now? Uh, hold on. Um, I have to see because I just I just watched another one, right? Oh uh, shit. Uh, I am at 47, but I'm actually like halfway through something else, maybe. So maybe, maybe. Well, okay. So I've been doing this thing. Like, I'll watch like 20 minutes of movie or 20 minutes of a movie, and I'll be like, I'll be like, am I into this right now? I don't know. And I'll be like, or if I'm really into it, I'll be like, would Andy like this? It's like, should I wait? Should I save this? And then I'll watch like 10 minutes of a different movie, and I'll be like, oh, oh that first movie was better, and then I'll bounce back to it. <laughs> Oh like, boy, are, yeah. are you uh, are you saying that you're like are you like ten minutes into Killer Clowns? Uh into Killer um, I Killer Clowns is uh, it's it's there it's there, uh, but uh, no, I I didn't stop watching Killer Clowns. I I do think I'm gonna try to watch that one, but uh, I have um, I have a few movies that I've watched portions of. Jared. Yeah, you got a lot of uh, balls in the air. I, uh, portions, I would say. I watched uh, ten. There's I think three movies on my list that I've watched 10 minutes of. Really? And some of some of them. Which I stopped. ones? Which ones? Some of them I stopped because I was like, this is really good. I, and I, I want to like uh, kind of savor hey. this. And then there were a couple other. I was like, mm, I'm not feeling this. At the which ones? Just uh, Encounter the spooky kind. Yep. Because uh, I was I was into it. I was just like, ooh, I was like, I like this. I like yeah. this quite a bit. Uh, so encounter the spooky kind. Uh, I watched like five minutes of random acts of violence, the uh, Jay Burchell movie. I oh, I don't it's, know what this is. Well, it's Canadian, Jared. It's uh, it's actually you'd love it. It's about co- uh, comic book oh, artists. Yeah, that that's a turn off. Well, do you know who Jay Burchell is? He's that guy. Yeah, I recognize was... him. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Mm-hmm. And and I also directed Goon. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. So that one, and then uh, what was the other one I watched? Um, like ten minutes of. Uh, oh, the Lodge, and I was like, I don't know if I'm into this. Because mm. uh, the Lodge, it's kind of like, it's kind of like Good Night, Mommy, kind of. <laughs> oh, I see. You remember that one? Well, I, I never saw it, but I, I, my mind goes to <laughs> protracted, yeah. uh, where it's like, oh. Because I mean, the the other thing with this poster for the the lodge, it makes yeah. me think of for some reason Empty Man. Yes, yes. Well, it's like it. I think it's Empty Man and Good Night Mommy. It's like a stepmom is at a cabin with her two kids, and then the two kids like learn something about her that is scary. So, oh, yeah. I watched like ten minutes of it, and I was like, oh, I'm not feeling this right now. Like, I might finish it, I might not, but I do. I do kind of want to just watch Killer Clowns tonight because. Then my four recent movies are all um, faces in like very similar positions. If you go to my page, Jarrett, and you see Pearl VHS and then Frankenstein, it's all like similar position heads with like <laughs> angular things underneath. I got yeah, central. Yeah, it's the yeah. comp the composition similar. Yeah, I had a few yeah. of those things where like the colors were matching up. I mean, at one point <laughs> you would, you would have had like if you had Soul Survivor and VHS and well uh, together at the same time. I had a pretty good rip of uh, all red movies, Boogeyman, 
mm-hmm. uh, Autopsy, Infinity Pool, um, Hard Rock Hard Nightmare. Rock Nightmare. Yeah. yeah. And then I also had some uh, some interesting titles. I had Run Rabbit Run, Massacre at Central High, The Man Who Could Cheat Death, Nope, No One Can Save You, Cooties, Soul Survivor. So, you know, autism. <laughs> what? Autism. Nice. Is how uh, I've been okay. described. Okay. By, uh, by people who aren't even yeah, just. I, uh, I, I feel like this is like one of these uh, things where someone said something and RJ's just not going to ever forget. I don't forget. You know this. I know. I don't forget. Now, I haven't seen some of these movies, but I can assume they're not five stars. <clears throat> but I do like Enigma as a band. I don't know if you yeah. know it. I know you don't go on social medias, but I usually put no. Enigma for. Uh, on Instagram, you can put music with your posts now. So uh, I, I hit it every time. Every I, I, single time. I, I, I was not aware. Yeah, it's, it's I, I, there, baby. I'm not aware of our socials. I don't know. Like, <clears throat> I was always told that those things are helpful, but like. Are they? I don't know. I, it's definitely not worth it. Is this Is this podcast helpful? For our socials, yeah. I mean, and we did get we did get like free T-shirts one time from a, we a, did. a potential sponsor. I and, 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 for, and don't forget those free underpants. Yeah, I wear those all the time. They're actually incredibly comfortable. I wish I could talk about them, but legally, we're not allowed to anymore. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I, we could, but I mean, uh, to, well, I, to no to no financial gain. Yeah, until until it's uh, worth worth our while again. I'm not going to mention who it was. Right. You're going to say who was it? Was it Pizza Hut? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. No. Can't say. What were we talking about? I was going to yeah, ask so anyways, you, those, hey. Those are movies I watched parts of. Okay. Well, I guess the question then, RJ, is since there were yeah. some emails, mm-hmm. what you've been, you been creeping on this week? Oh, Jarrett. I've watched all sorts of things, don't you know? This is um, Ghoul School Interlude. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to remember where I finished off last time. Was it Wildling or Jerusalem? <laughs> you, you talked about both of those. Mm. But not the sadness, right? Not the sadness. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I need to talk we, we, about we, well, we, we kind of, well, we, well, we skipped over, yeah, we skipped the sadness and we went, we finished up with the monsters. Because it was a shared watch. And we actually have quite a bit of shared watches. We do too, now. So we do. I don't know if we should just talk about the shared ones right now or if we, a little well, bit of both. Well, we just keep chipping away in order. Um, okay. I think it's probably fine to do. But RJ, I mean, you might as well tell me about the sadness. Were, Wait, you, when did... were you sad <laughs> after uh, watching I don't know this if... movie? I don't know if sad is the right word for it uh, uh, after this one. When did you watch The Sadness? Like last year or was it the year before? Uh, I think it was last year. I'll double check. It was yeah. last year. I watched okay. this on Halloween Day. How well do you remember this one? Fairly well. Okay. I saw um, Corpse described it as like a crossed uh, movie, like oh, yeah. a comic book crossed. And I've never read crossed, but mm-hmm. I have flipped through one one time and I went, mm-hmm. woof. <laughs> So uh, I um, I kind of get that. So I turned this on, and I knew, like, um, based on what uh, you had said a year or two ago, and then, uh, uh, like, I know, like, Corpse calling a cross comic. And this, I, I kind of knew what I was getting in for, but I was like, all right, well, I was like, I still want to check it out. Did you know this movie starts with a disclaimer because of how graphic it is? Uh, vaguely. 
which I like, I mean, it's not a big deal. It's just like a thing. And it's just like, this movie has very intense depictions of, uh, of situations. And I was like, Hmm. It's like, I don't know the last time I've seen like a disclaimer for a movie that like you just turn on. But, uh, so I watched the sadness and, uh, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like a rabies zombie movie, uh, set in Taiwan. I want to say this movie from Taiwan. Yeah. From, from Taiwan. Um, and, uh, there's like two characters that you focus on. It's like a, a boyfriend, girlfriend, and they're just trying to like get back to each other. But really this movie is, uh, just about kind of mass chaos. Jared. So when you get this, uh, this rabies zombie thing, uh, it, it turns off as a doctor later states the inhibition centers. And, uh, it, uh, it makes you feed on your, um, most primal urges and uh what that usually includes is uh uh like violence and torture and even some sexual aggression jared has uh has happened for yep. some of these people so this movie is uh inc- incredibly intense uh mm-hmm. i i do think like there's a lot of people i don't think would get past the first like 15 minutes of this thing you want like not that it's like the roughest thing i've ever seen or anything like that but uh it is pretty rough so you like 15 minutes in i could see a lot of people just being like nah i'm not gonna watch <laughs> this uh so here's where I, what, where what I what kind of what kind of monsters made this someone like corpse maybe <laughs> no it was like some Gar- some like real regular ass sounding dude robert jabaz <laughs> And you click on his picture, he looks like uh, Damon Lindelof, kind a of. A Canadian filmmaker. Oh, really? Yeah. Did he go to Taiwan because it was the only place that would let him make uh, depict scenes like this or something? Like, <laughs> I feel like the Canada Film Board would have been like, mm, we're not going to let some of this stuff uh, s- stuff in there. Um. So anyways, here, here here's my take on the sadness, because I don't need to talk about it a lot, but... Uh, I I think this movie has some really, really good effective horror stuff where you're watching it. You're just like, you're like, no. Uh, So it is incredibly effective for that. But then also there is a huge matzo ball hanging over. There's a big bopper hanging over this movie, which is the uh, the (laughs) rape zombies. Uh, And uh, that part, like, I mean, as you probably guessed, I was like, ugh. I was like, I don't know if it needed that. Like, it, it does add to what this movie is trying to be, but um, I think this movie would be better without it, is uh, what I want to say. Uh, all the violent stuff, like, it is incredibly graphic violence. I saw, I, so I, I just have Corpse's review in my mind because I read it. Uh, like, where, he says, where he says, I feel like they really pulled their punches. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Like, oh, I, I reread it and I chuckled. I went, oh. <laughs> I, I got to say, Corpse, I cannot agree with you on that. Where, where you're like, I feel like they were kind of holding back. And it's like, I didn't get that at all. Like, there is some some of the stuff in this, you're watching it. And, like, I was genuinely just like. <sighs> and then there's things that you see coming. You're like, don't do it. Don't do it. And then they do it. And you're like, oh, no. I don't. I don't know how they could have they could have showed uh, depicted what, what's more. this movie about rj i told you it's kind of like well, a rabies uh but, but what's the uh, plot it's like who are the well, characters it's, we, it's, we have a we have yeah, a couple so, 
I said it's a it's a couple. It's a g- girlfriend and boyfriend. Girlfriend goes off to work. Boyfriend goes to a coffee shop, and then all just the mass chaos hits, and it's like a huge it's, widespread thing. It's every like and it's you insane. know you're 28 days later, yep. kind of like insta like rabies virus bomb that turns everyone into like yeah, and it spreads They're... immediately, like citywide. Yep. Yep. And uh, so this takes place in Taiwan. Uh, I was confused because some of the um, subtitles uh, were saying Mandarin. I was like, or Mandarin or Cantonese. And I was like, what? Where is this? But uh, that's what they speak in Taiwan, I guess. Um, yeah, but yeah, so I, on a letterbox language, Chinese. Yes, that's what it says. There's there's more than one. That's yeah. the country. <laughs> yeah. You know how we speak Canadian. Um, yeah. Not American. American. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, girlfriend is at work, boyfriend's at a coffee shop, and then it's like instant uh, chaos. And then the whole movie is them trying to get back to each other, but it is just them mm. separately in different situations. Like boyfriend is in like, um, not like the suburbs, but kind of like the suburbs, the outskirts of the city. Girlfriend, uh, like they kind of take their turns. They go back and forth and her she she's on the subway and then she's in the hospital and that's kind of her big thing. And then he is like, on the outskirts suburbs and then in like rural areas trying to get back into the city. So it's, it's them trying to find each other and then in very different settings. And it's, uh, it's, I think it's pretty effective. Like the way they bounce back and forth in the different settings they have. And then you have some, you have one kind of major antagonist. Yes. A man, uh, there is a man who comments to the gal uh, and is trying to strike a conversation with her. And she's like, she's like, can you please just, She's like, I'm just trying to read my book. Could you please just maybe give me some privacy? And he's like, these women these days, he's like, you try to compliment them on their good looks and and they yell at you. And uh, you're just like, oh, this guy's not good. Uh, and then he gets the uh, the virus and then this guy becomes incredibly not good. <laughs> he, he does yeah, some he is very bad things. The antagonist. He is the antagonist of this. And like his big thing is he's just hunting this girl because... Uh, no. Like he'll he'll go after anyone if they get in his way, but uh, he's just hunting this girl, and uh, yeah, and then mo- most of it, uh, uh, the majority of this movie, it kind of bounces around like uh, subway, uh, hospital, like suburb uh, outskirts, but the hospital's probably the hospital, major, yeah, like uh, like the major part of uh, the setting. So yeah, yeah. So here's what I'll I'll say about the sadness. It's like like I was saying. I do think this movie is it's it's pretty good at what it's trying to do. Like it is a very intense like horror movie, and you're watching, and you're just like, oh man. <laughs> so I I do like the sadness. Uh, I just uh, I wish they didn't go full grape with uh, the zombies. I I think that's a little bit uh, unnecessary potentially. I know what they're trying to like. They explain it. They're just like they're like they can't control themselves. Their lizard brains are kicking in, and it's like yeah, all right. <laughs> But still, you know, and well, the season and the sadness is the fact that the the person is still there and they just have to go along with and, it. And they're wa- yeah, they're like watching as it's ha- as they commit these like horrific uh, things. Uh, like I, I was just looking, I had a couple of examples on here, but I'm not even going to say what they are, because I think if you are going to watch this thing, it's better just go in not knowing like uh, what some of these uh some of these things are so uh yeah you watch this thing and uh it's um it's an experience all right 
And if you're already, a, and if, I mean, if you're already a fan of the sadness, which I think there's some people are yep. in this world. This is on uh, Shutter, I believe. Yes. Uh, yep. Yeah, you, you check out uh, the first Garth Ennis, uh, Jason Burroughs uh, crossed, crossed comic, uh, mm-hmm. the, the first one, because uh, it's pretty well this, and mm-hmm. that's the only one you need to read because all the uh, subsequent ones are uh, <laughs> derivative versions of the same idea. Where you're like, oh boy. We're still doing this, huh? For another mm-hmm. uh, hundred issues, whatever it ran for. That's how long that book ran for. I think so. It Holy it went shit. for quite a while. Yeah, a series of mini series. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I've never read Cross. I did flip through it one time, and I yeah, I was like, I I see what this is about. But yeah. um, yeah. No, the sadness is like I I could see some people thinking I would have like outright hated this. I I actually think it's good. It is a it is it's a good show. It's just. I just the the one thing doesn't work for me. I don't think they needed that, but I could see some people being like, "No, that's what really really makes it." And it's like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." Yeah, there was over one hundred issues of Cross that came out. Ugh. Yeah, there was that's crazy. The, the, there was the first miniseries of ten issues. There was a uh, hundred issues of Crossed Badlands. There was oh, a three yeah. D special, two annuals. Uh, we had a another two parter called Dead or Alive, a seven parter called Family Values. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was uh, the Cross Plus 100, which I think uh, Alan Moore wrote <laughs> the first two. Mm. Um, I mean, to the surprise of some, perhaps, maybe not. Uh, yeah, and then it was it's like, cause it was like set 100 years after the crossed, the mm-hmm. crossing. But yeah, and there's some specials, and yeah, yeah, it's uh, it was it was a franchise apparently very popular in Germany. Hmm. 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 Well, yeah, I could see according to Twitter yeah. to to posts. You know outsold, those German it out, folks. Huh? Yeah, it, out, it outsold Batman. Oh, did it? Yeah, I don't Again, know if that's a good thing, but allegedly. Yeah, interesting. So the sadness, big recommend says rj um i don't Big. think i could recommend this to a single person ever <laughs> <laughs> like in all honesty like i don't think i could recommend this to anybody but uh um i don't know, I don't know. it's, it's <laughs> okay good. What, it what, ab- what what about the midnight meat train <laughs> oh my god <laughs> which i you you got to fi- you got to finally suffer through this as well well so here's I did, the thing. I, I did my bit uh, back in 2017. I know. And I remember, like, I know I, I saw your take on this, and I was like, I know it's not going to be good, but uh, it's a Clive Barker movie that was on Tubi. So I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll check this out. Uh, we got um, Bradley Cooper and uh, Vinnie Jones. You know about Vinnie Jones, Jarrett? I you know do. About Vinnie Jones. Of course I do. So there's this train, and at midnight, Vinnie Jones is on there. And if anyone's on the train with him, he'll bonk him on the head, and then he'll like hang him up like a, a like a carcass, and then the train goes somewhere. And then you meet Bradley Cooper, and he's a photographer, and uh, Brooke Shields or someone are just like, "Hey, listen, I like your work, but it's not it's not raw enough. You need you need something raw." Uh, so he's like, "All right." So Bradley Cooper goes out, and he like. He sees a lady like about to be raped and he's just taking pictures and like the rapists look at him and he's like, hey, he's like, I just taking some pictures. <laughs> and he's like, what? 
Yeah. Uh, and then uh, they like confront him, and he's just like, "Oh, sorry, I was just trying to take some pictures. It's no big deal." Um, so, anyways, they stop. The girl gets on the train. Vinnie Jones gets gets her with his big meat mallet, and uh, then she disappears. And then Bradley Cooper's like, "Oh, I saw her," and he's like, "And I saw this weird British man." Uh, so then Bradley Cooper becomes obsessed with uh, stalking Vinnie Jones um, to the point where, you know, some something bad happens. Something bad happens. So in the Midnight Meat Train, you get scenes of, like, Vinnie Jones scalping off warts of his body and putting them in jars, and you go, okay. Uh, and then you have Bradley Cooper using the camera, like, near his, like, hips, and it's just like, oh, it's his penis. Oh, yes. Incredible. Oh, chef's <laughs> kiss. <laughs> uh and then uh and then this turns into an action movie in the end but like it is it's it's the like i i've read the clive barker story it's like i know what's going on here it, it works better as a story but uh uh you know i as my i pointed out in my review you know a movie is pretty like it's pretty on point when uh rampage jackson rampage jackson shows up for like three minutes and just does mma and you're just like okay it's very of the time, you know? Yep. So he shows up and he fights for a bit. Uh, and then what you find out is, like, this midnight meat train has been a thing for, like, 200 years uh, or longer. And uh, it is... Uh, here's a spoiler of this uh, 2001 movie or whatever. Um, it is uh, supplying the chuds that live under <laughs> New York City or something with food. or Because if they don't supply the chuds with food, <laughs> the chuds will rise up and kill everybody. Right. And you go, okay. Uh, but in the final battle, um, Vinnie Jones works in like a butcher shop and Bradley Cooper goes there and then he like, he, he like armors up. He has like a mesh like armor and then like blades and hook things like, I guess that are in like, uh, like abattoirs. I don't know. Uh, and then like he, the train is flying past him and he's like, ah, and he like, he hooks onto a moving train. And it doesn't rip his arm out of his body, which I found like a little bit strange because I think that train's moving pretty fast. Wow, I uh, mean, this, this is uh, director uh, Ryu uh, Katamura directed I, Ver Ver Versus and uh, notably Godzilla: Final Wars. Oh, interesting. I I think he Godzilla is a better place for him than uh, than material like this. I've never actually seen the movie Versus. Uh, it was the. Neither have I. It's yeah, it's dudes versus zombies with samurai swords and guns and stuff yeah. i don't know people were real uh were really excited about that movie i i'm sure they were i have my doubts that it uh holds up but you know what uh based on my recent viewing i mean that shouldn't stop me mm -hmm. yeah i mean you're in it now just like I'm, rampage I'm, jackson it, you might I'm as well in, keep rolling i'm in too deep i mean ed deep. deep well that is part of it man uh so anyways yeah midnight meat train is um it's pretty lousy it takes itself very seriously though oh there's a scene where bradley cooper um turns his girlfriend around and he puts his face in into her butt and uh the implication is just that like he's getting so like raw and edgy with his photographs it's like that's what he's into now because she's like clearly uncomfortable by it and i was watching it and i was like huh interesting <laughs> Um, Clyde Barker, is, like his stuff is usually like a little sexual, but uh, I was like, I feel like they made this scene yeah. up for this movie. Yeah. I was like, I don't know, I don't know if I'm if that's what uh, I'm about, right? As a person, yeah. So, anyways, you want to hear about the Willies and fucking Gordy? 
Yeah, tell me about the fucking willies. Well, you've I mean, seen th- the th- willies. Th- I've seen I've seen the willies. I did yeah. I did my willies time. Yeah, you did your time with willies. Willies is an anthology story. Um, mm-hmm. Three boys, one of them, Sean Astin, are uh, camping out, and they're just kind of telling spooky stories. Uh, there's a couple of shorts, like two minute long segments, and then there's uh, a couple segments that are longer, and then there's like one of them is like 20 and then the Gordy segment is like 30 or 40 minutes. So like yeah. a lot of time is spent with Gordy. Yeah. So um, here's the breakdown of the Willie shorts. There is a very, very small one where a lady orders fried chicken and she gets served a fried rat. Uh, and it's like two minutes long and they go, ew, gross. That never happened. And then uh, and you're like, okay. Um, and then there is, uh, a short where an old lady uh, is trying to dry off her dog and she puts it in the microwave. Um, this is kind of like urban legend type things. They're like, I swear someone did it. I really swear. <laughs> and uh, I was kind of like, why does this movie hate dogs so much? I was like, this is so weird. Um, but they actually did really put a, a dog in a microwave. They didn't turn it on, obviously. But uh, like a lady does put a dog in a microwave and close the door. And I was like, that's kind of a weird thing to do. Uh, there's a Goonies reference in this, which I oh. found a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit on the nose. Uh, and then you have your actual two kind of like, um, like major stories. Uh, oh, I put title credits hits at 12 minutes and 15 seconds. This is uh, the shield. This, this is like a shield episode. <laughs> so yeah, it hits at 12, 15. Uh, so w- the one story is about, um, a uh, toilet monster at uh, a kid's elementary school. So like this kid keeps trying to go to the bathroom and every time he tries to go there, there's like a shit monster who is just in there trying to like kill him. And every time he goes to the bathroom, the teacher's like, I don't believe you go, go and go to the bathroom. He's like, I can't The shit monsters going to get me. And then uh, eventually the bullies are fed up and they're like, fuck this kid. They're like, let's go, let's go make him take a shit on the toilet like a man. And uh, <laughs> they like a man. And I'm not, this is what the story, this is what the movie is. It's on Tubi. You guys can check this out. Yeah. You can confirm so, RJ's making things up again. Yeah. So they go in there and uh, the shit monster gets him. And then uh, the shit monster looks at the kid and he's just like, he's like, you know what, kid, you're okay. He's like, I'm not, he's like, uh, he's like, those bullies had it coming. <laughs> and it turns out the ship monster was the janitor. And <laughs> earlier in the movie, the janitor's like, you got to stand up to those bullies. Don't let them push you around. So uh, the ship mo- monster was the janitor. Taking all care along. Of all along. And then you meet fucking Gordy, uh, this real piece <laughs> of shit kid. Oh, man. Ugh, fuck, he's a piece of shit. So there's this, like, this kid named Gordy. This is the next story. Yeah. And you're introduced to him. Uh, he's, like, stealing stuff from, like, a drugstore. He's going to, like, this uh, farmer's place and stealing fertilizer. And you're like, why is he stealing fertilizer? And the farmer's like, <laughs> he's like, Gordy, he's like, I'll shoot you if I see you again. And Gordy's like, <laughs> he's like, try it, old man. And then he, like, runs away. Was this Timothy McVeigh? He's going <laughs> to Yes. Well, it's an important plot point. So, like, later the farmer is featured on the news because his special fertilizer is growing tomatoes the size of, like, houses. And you're just like, oh, wow, incredible. Um, (laughs) 
but then Gordy is like his other character point is that he like uh, he like goes and like scares a cat and then the cat runs out into the traffic and then a car swerves and then it almost hits a lady and then everyone cries and then Gordy's like <laughs> and you're just like oh man this kid really sucks yeah. um but uh, Gordy goes home and you find out he's uh, uh obsessed with flies uh, he goes into his basement and his parents are like Gordy when are you gonna get over this and he's got flies everywhere. And he likes to like put their dead bodies in like reenactments of stuff. So it'll be like, it'll be like the the grassy knoll with JFK, but it's all like fly bodies, and you're just like, all right. And uh, you're just like, okay, that's weird, but whatever. But uh, then Gordy goes too far, and he, uh, uh, his his mom was like, Gord, did you really think I thought this jar that you wrote raisins on was raisins? He, she's like, I could tell this was flies, and he's like, I didn't do it. And they're like, yeah, well, you're the only kid here who's obsessed with flies, you weirdo. So he, like, bakes cookies himself and puts the flies in it. And then he goes to school, and everyone's being mean to him, except one one girl who's really nice. She's like, I'll sit with you, Gordy. And he's like, do you want to eat a cookie? I made them. She's like, yeah, sure. And he's like, he's like, oh, thanks so much for being my friend. I can't believe it. She eat this cookie. And then it's got flies in it. So uh, Gordy gets uh, expelled or whatever, and then... um. He goes home and his parents threw out all his flies and he's just like, no. Uh, so then he goes to the farmer and the farmer is like, um, farmer's sick of Gordy. And farmer's like, here, why don't you take some of my special fertilizer? And Gordy's like, okay. And the farmer's just like, whatever he's using this for, this will get this will sure teach him. So Gordy like f- catches some flies and gives them the fertilizer. And then they grow the size of um, like eight year olds in fly costumes yeah, uh, and then uh, the flies uh, eat Gordy's arms, and um, <laughs> yes, and that, that's how that short ends. It's, it's him on. It's like a day later. It's him on a hammock, and he's got no arms now, and he's just. His, uh, his parents have to take care of their armless child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but at least he can't bake anymore without no arms. Yeah. So yeah, get the fuck out of here, Gordy. So you watch it, and you go, "Fuck you, Gordy." You yeah. Shit. And then the wraparound uh, with Sean Astin ends in a way which uh, I w- I won't spoil that one. I'll keep that one. Uh, yeah, uh, you'll locked up. Let me tell you, you'll always remember, like me, who definitely remembers how how it ends. Yeah, I definitely. You want me to tell you? Yeah, go ahead, RJ. I I don't remember at all. Actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the boys like they're like doubting Sean Astin. They're like, "There's no way these stories are true." And Sean Astin's like, "Oh, I can prove it." He's like, "I can prove these stories are true." He's like, you want me to prove it? And then their dad comes out, and uh, and he's like, hey, dad, these kids don't believe the stories that I just told them. And the dad's like, should I show them, son? And the kid, and Sean Aston's like, yeah, show them, dad. And the dad is the janitor from one of the stories, and he takes off his mask, and he's the shit monster, Jared. Oh. And then they all scream. And then, yeah. uh, and then the willies. The willies. And you go, oh, dear. Oh, boy. Creeptober. Yeah. But anyways, that was three movies I watched. Do you want to talk about mm-hmm. some movies? Or... Well, I mean, I'd, I'd love to talk about Me Thregan and uh, not get the. It's cabin it's door, happening. But... It's gonna happen. That's it's what I happen. heard last time. I know. I know. So, I know. Uh, so that's it's... a while ago now. Okay. You you can talk about them if you want. No, I I, I'll, I'll I will wait. watch wait. them. Oh wait! Oh wait! Oh wait! Oh wait! Yeah. So. Uh. So this is now. 10 days ago since I watched it and, oh, yeah. and a million movies later. But uh, Kim and I watched a few movies. Uh, one of which I think is on Prime. It's called I See You. Oh, 
Okay. I, okay. I, I saw that poster. I kind of recognized it. All right. So, tagline is, evil hides in plain sight. Mm-hmm. This is directed by some fellow named Adam Randall, uh, who's made nothing really of note. Eye boy. That Night teeth scary. that looks like it looks like vampires. Uh, mm. So when a twelve-year-old boy goes missing, lead investigator Greg Harper struggles to balance the pressure of the investigation and troubles with his wife Jackie facing a recent affair. Great strain is put on the family that slowly gnaws away at Jackie's grip on reality. But after a malicious presence manifests itself in their home and puts their son Connor in mortal danger. The cold, hard truth about evil in the Harper household is finally uncovered. Yeah, I've been so, there. So this movie stars Helen Hunt, uh, who I barely recognized in this movie. Interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, and then the rest of these people, John Tanney, I think, is the dad. I don't know. I think. Oh, he was in uh, Green Lantern. I think he played As... uh, Ryan Reynolds' dad. Oh, maybe? of course. Maybe in a flashback or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was also in that movie Legion, and I guess he also showed up in Beverly Hills Cop Three and Tombstone. Of course, uh, yeah. Yeah, who could forget? And we got Owen Teague, oh, uh, yes. who who's in It's and mm-hmm. Empty Man's, uh, a Black Mirror episode, mm-hmm. um, and one of my favorites, RJ Cell. Oh, the yeah. Cell, the, the Jennifer Lopez Cell. The Not the, theme? no, no, just sell. Oh. You know this. Oh, you know, circle yeah. running. Circle running sell. Oh, okay. I thought you meant the sell. No, 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 no. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, so yeah, this movie reminds me a lot in ways to the Denny Villeneuve movie Prisoner. Mm. Which, okay. remember, remember, you know, people re- really were enthusiastic about that movie. People are always really enthusiastic about all the Denny Villeneuve movies until about two a year later or so. And then it stops. Hap- no one's talking about it. Well, that movie had some star power. Mm-hmm. Uh, this doesn't really quite have that. So the, the this movie opens up with uh, a kid riding through the, the woods and then somehow being snatched out of the air. And you're like, what? Something supernatural happening? Mm-hmm. And then you and then you look at the poster for this, and you're like, "What am I looking at here? Is this some sort of like weird monkey?" Was um, it a weird monkey? No, it's a it's like a frog mask. Oh. So anyway, uh, so this is a movie. But yeah, the cop. Uh, so Helen Hunt has cheated on her husband, and she seems all drugged out, and she's out of mm-hmm. it, dealing with the guilt. Her kid hates her. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the dad wants nothing to do with her. It seems. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a child missing in the community, and there's a, it's all uh, going back to uh, a few, few years earlier where there was children disappearing, being killed, I guess. Uh, Allegedly. And, and then they found it. They found a, They got a suspect. They, they got a conviction. The guy's behind bars. So why is this so similar? Because there's like a, a little tip-off with, like, a switchblade knife, pocket knife being left at the scenes of the crime or with these victims of these, uh, the children, all boys. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, boy, what's this all about? But while this is happening, back at the homestead, mm-hmm. um, there's things happening, like pictures disappearing from picture frames. And oh, Is that spooky? 
it's oh, I mean, I shit myself multiple times watching it. Yeah, uh, and then like s- silverware di- di- just disappearing. Uh, coffee mugs find themselves on rooftops because you can just mm-hmm. like they, they live in this like gigantic house and like off the coast of like the Pacific Ocean, you know, Portland or whatever, uh, Washington State, wherever this is mm-hmm. happening. And uh, you're like, what's going on? And then you know, uh, the, the the guy that Helen Hunt, uh, I guess, had her affair with, he shows up, and something happens to him that uh, puts puts everything into uh, uh, to a frenzy of like, what's going on? What's happening? And then it ch- shifts gears. And I don't know. This movie, like to talk about, uh, is very spoilery. But oh. all I can say is, is that is I don't, I don't know. I mean, I wasn't crazy about it because uh, yeah. a lot of it, at the end of the day, I felt like it just was like I don't care where this wound up going. Yeah. But some people might be into the atmosphere of it. I don't know if it plays fair. And you think back, but I mean, at the same time, at the end of the day, I felt like the movie uh, didn't give me any reason to ever want to watch it again either. It just feels like, oh, I mean, I could go back to see if how that holds up, but. I don't care. <laughs> like, so it didn't win me over in that uh, regard, I guess. So I don't know. Yeah, sounds <laughs> like know, a recommend. Uh, yeah, a big, big recommend for me here. Uh, what's what? What else has we got coming up though? We got that movie about landline phones. That's oh, cool. uh, B- Blood Quantum. Oh yeah, sure. That's Canadian. Yeah, uh, a lot of people seem to like this movie. I think I gave it like a three or something. Like, or you I didn't gave rate it, it at all. You, you didn't rate it at all. I think I would give it like a three. Yeah. Yeah. So when Blood I Quantum, I feel like I might be like the last person to have watched this. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. So one thing I remembered uh, while watching this was like, oh, yeah, the director of this died. Mm-hmm. Like not that long ago. Mm, so, pretty, yeah. No. Yeah, these are Micmacs, right? From uh, East Coast, Canada. Yes. Uh, so Blood Quantum, Canadian horror film. The mm-hmm. dead are coming back to life outside the isolated Micmac reserve of Red Crow, except for its indigenous inhabitants who are strangely immune to the zombie plague. Mm. Uh, so yeah, this is a movie. It starts off, you know, during the, the outbreak. Uh, mm-hmm. So either you have a few different choices when it comes to zombie movies. Uh, as the outbreak happens and characters are like, what's going on? And people getting bit, people figuring out, mapping it all out. And then you get maybe, that's like it maybe. It's just trying to stay alive during that window of time. This mm-hmm. does the thing where you get the opening and it's quite a long period of time is committed to like the outbreak portion. And then you get like the, is it two years later, six months later? I think it's six months later. Six months later, um, they, you know, they've tried to re- reorganize um mm-hmm. And set up uh, the, the the new society, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. This never really felt like it got out of like any gear, and it's just like a depiction of like, oh, society sucks, people suck. Uh, it's, it's so there's the father uh, who's got his two sons, uh, the bad one named Lysol. Th- there was just times where I was just like, why don't they just fucking kill him? <laughs> Like yeah. he's he's yeah. obviously going to create nothing but problems. <laughs> like he's a, he's a bad and dude. Does he? And he does. he ruins everything. Yeah. And it's just like fuck, just fucking should have shot him. <laughs> like yep. and and it would've been fine. 
But and then everything just keeps stacking up of just like, oh, people are just making bad decisions now, like just opening up doors and moving right in, mm-hmm. not organizing, not I don't know. That from that standpoint, it was a bit frustrating. Because uh, at the end of the day, I'm like, what is this about? What's what uh, is the I mean, what is the what is the what is the end of the day story here? You I think like, it's about like. Uh... I think it's honestly about like indigenous resilience that like I think part of the reason they're immune to it was is it something about the language or um like their culture or something? I think that's what this movie is about. But I don't know. I watched this a year or two ago, so I can't quite remember it. Mm. That like two years ago maybe. That's what I remember taking from it. I was like, I think this is a movie about culture. <laughs> I guess. But yeah. then like shooting people in the head. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's like Okay, but yeah, I mean, but it's like, yeah, then there's zombies. It's yeah, it's also just a zombie movie. I know um, that uh, the the people often hang off this idea of uh, metaphors and zombies. Sure, uh, it's like allegorical. I don't know if I uh, really was sold on this one. What about the zombies and the sadness? What are they a metaphor for? <laughs> Nothing. That that is uh, that movie's about just darkness. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that's got a lot of uh, babies, <laughs> a lot, a lot, of, a lot, a lot of dead babies in that movie. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, lots. Oh and yeah, lots and lots. yeah. Everything's dead. There's no hope. Blood quantum, I guess, trying to present that. But then it's got like old, old grandpa samurai. Yeah, um, he's cool. Yeah, I mean, they give him his send off, and maybe yeah. he lives. Maybe he survives. There's like the janky animation in here. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I only remember parts of it, but it's somewhat familiar. Right. Uh, the lady, the second name, Maya Tailfeathers. I met her. That's kind of neat. She's yeah, from Creepsville, uh, kind of. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I've I've met, I've met her as well. Yeah, she did. Uh, she helped out with that documentary about um the opioid stuff on the mm-hmm. the reserve near us. So yeah, she's from here. She uh she gets around. She was nice. Uh, when I met her. It was Great. hello, hi. <laughs> that was on it. That was probably all it was. But yeah. Anyways, you did it. Yeah. Fantastic. So big fan, Jarrett. Big fan. No. Just uh, yeah. I don't know. It was okay to watch, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's uh, not as good as uh, Alone in Devonsville no. Terror or Demons uh, Rook. No, uh, Devonsville Terror is terrible. I was, oh, I, had, okay. I had some hopes for that. Uh, Uli Lamel's uh, one other good movie, uh, The Boogeyman, of his horror stuff before he just turns into Lockman, mm. uh, was good. But yeah, Devonsville Terror is so boring. <laughs> it's like an yeah. education. It's like an education film. Oh, uh, until like laser beams and heads start exploding at the very end of the movie. Yeah, that's the, never good. They save it all up at the very end. But alone, on the other hand, so the alone. Uh, this is directed by John Hyams, who also directed the uh, directed video Universal Soldier films, Regeneration mm-hmm. and Day of Reckoning, as well as the the really good uh, MMA documentary Smashing Machine uh, about Mike Mark Kerr uh, and his his days in Pride. Not too bad. And I also see that he's got a new, another movie that just came out last year uh, that I guess was probably made during a. The COVIDs, uh, called mm-hmm. Sick from 2022. Was it That's in the... fact sick? I don't know. I, oh. It's not available to watch. 
But oh. Alone, so this is on Netflix, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, <laughs> the tagline, what are you running from? Which only makes me think of Clarence from Wondershouse and going, what are you running from? I'm not familiar I'm what, with that. What one. are you what, what are you running from, RJ? Uh, I I cannot recall. Okay. Well, yeah. alone. A recently widowed traveler is kidnapped by a cold-blooded killer, only to escape into the wilderness where she is forced to battle against the elements as her pursuer closes in and on her. Yeah. Uh, I mean, super straightforward thriller stuff. Mm-hmm. A woman is loading up her U-Haul, heading out of the city to make her way somewhere. Uh, you know, out of the city, going to another city. She's moving. It's not really important. Um, it's kind of this vague sense of grief, RJ, that or something's happened. Either she's been divorced. Obviously, this the the synopsis tells us that she's a widow. But mm. how did he die? She's still wearing that wedding ring. So she's driving along, and of course, she comes upon an SUV driving slow. She goes to pass and. It's not having any of it. Seems to be ha- having uh, having a little bit of fun, uh, you know, speeding up as she as she tries to pass along, almost causing a collision. And then when she does manage to pass, it starts mm-hmm. speeding up up past her, uh, creating some dangerous situations uh, until she is finally able to lose this car. The car loses interest in her. Uh, she pulls over and collects herself, makes some phone calls to the parents, where we get more allusions to this past what she's she didn't say when she was moving what she didn't call that kind of thing but we see this suv kind of just like driving around in the parking lot just just off in the distance and you're, every time you see like a, a set of headlights you're like oh in the dark is that is that the one is that the suv and then um the, the next morning she's leaving and she sees the suv <laughs> off right there off to the side and this this mm-hmm. man this man comes knocking at the glass Double mar double bar uh, glasses, which is always a mm-hmm. surefire sign of serial killer, mm-hmm. uh, with a you know, mustache, all smiles, and uh, he's like, "Oh, you see that? You see that vehicle over there? That's mine." Oh, I just, I was, you know, having a really bad day, and I just wanted to apologize. What's your name? Uh, <laughs> and you're just like, "Oh mm-hmm. God!" Uh, <laughs> like you already know where this is going because mm-hmm. we've all we've all watched movies. And he's just wanted, he's like, wanted to, like, you know, apologize. She's asking, Are you from around here? And, you know, she's like, Nope, nope. She's trying to be very polite, wrap up the, situ- uh, the conversation. And uh, he goes on his merry way. And mm-hmm. she's driving along. And she's driving along. He just, he appears ahead of her with his, and his car's broken down. And, oh, out, out he comes. And it's like, Oh, his arm's in a sling, RJ. The, the Ted Bundy move of like, but oh, Didn't she I, just meet him? Yeah. Oh, so what was his explanation for having a sling all of a sudden? Well, she, you didn't see his arm oh, in a sling. Okay. It was, he was just at the at the window. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. So, but now we see him in full body. He's like, "Oh, my arm's in a sling. Oh, hey, you know, my phone's not working. I, could, could you uh, maybe give me a ride to the next gas station?" And she's of course not having any of it. And you can see he started being like, "What do you mean? Like, what? that's not very friendly." <laughs> just like, "Oh God!" And then so she she leaves him uh, in a hurry. Mm-hmm. Then this this like back and forth. I mean, this like little like cat and mouse thing continues. You keep like waiting to see this SUV appear again, uh, and it's always just like lurking about. And I think there's like one where it's uh, like late at night, and like there's like 
truck stop and the rain the, the rain is pouring and the, the SUV appears and she's like out like having a smoke uh also mm. on a phone and he starts like walking toward her and she's like oh fuck this and she's like gets in drives off like in, in a hurry very um recklessly and then of course the truck like is pulling out in front of her so she can't get it and the guy's knocking at the glass you're driving crazy out there what are you doing mm. and you're like <laughs> she's like i i don't want i don't even know so she gets away, but inevitably that, that SUV gets ahead and uh, puts some stuff down on the road ahead of her. And soon enough, she's in the ditch, and now she's in the clutches of our our good friend, uh, played by Mark uh, Minchacha, Mincha, Minchacha, uh, very mm. wholesome looking man. Uh, oh, apparently he's in that movie, The Creator, uh, the Gareth Edwards movie that just mm. came out. He's in that and a few other things. Oh, he was in The Outsider. I don't know if you've seen that. That was uh, uh, the TV a, show. The, I did yeah, watch the, that. The, the, the King. That's a King thing. Mm-hmm. Well, this Mary movie Sh- sounds like a King thing. Oh yeah, it, it is. So anyway, so she wakes up. She's in a a basement of a mm-hmm. of a cabin, and you know she wakes up and she starts calling for help. She sees some feet walking by the window, and it's a wheelbarrow. And of course, oh. who 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 leans over but our friend, our buddy, uh, the man, who because we never learned his name. Oh, he's just man. He's he's just man. And uh, Jessica Manchaka. Yeah. So so Mark. Right. Uh, but you're like, oh my god, what is this? What's this? BTK dad shit. Uh, and you know, so he makes his way down to the basement, and uh, you know, he asks, he's like, tell you. You take off your clothes. Or she doesn't. She tries to escape. He stops that quick. Then he produces her iPad. And he's like, oh, let's take a look at some photos. Because, you know, he's doing the, I don't know, the serial killer mindfuck thing where he's getting inside of you. And it's like really working on your insecurities and your weaknesses. And just trying to put you through like it's like oh your your husband he's not so you have a ring and oh what why did he oh he's dead it's like oh what did he do how did he die oh he killed himself and just you know that kind of thing and you're like oh god uh how long is this going to go for well and the fact that the, the the implication is that oh this isn't the first time of course uh she's able to get away mm-hmm. uh before anything horrible happens to her rj Mm-hmm. And then it kind of shifts into her uh, on foot, uh, getting injured quickly, running around barefoot uh, as this man comes at her, comes after her because he wants to he wants to finish his ritual up because uh, because we get a conversation he has on the phone with his with his wife and child who's because mm. he's on he's on a business trip. And, of course, uh, is he still wearing the sling though? No, no, he took that off. Okay, understood. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah. And then the movie's just like a you know through the woods survival thing, and uh, it's an exciting movie. Uh, it's exciting. It's an exciting movie. Yeah. It, it kind of had the uh, it's got that like green room vibe of like where I was just like perpetually sweating <laughs> while watching it. I was just like, oh, and you're like, oh god, because like you really just like you want her to get away, and you really you also want her to like fuck this guy up because he's just like yeah. just a piece of shit. Uh, Kim was uh, annoyed while watching this. She's like, "She's of course he's just there. He's just always showing up where he needs to be." I'm like, "Well, yeah, cause mm-hmm. that's how movies work. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got to be there because it's like inevitably you, you got to keep them together. Otherwise, it's like person wanders around in the woods and dies. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> it's like I don't know. I don't. I don't want to see that movie. But no. yeah, no. Do I like. Do. I. I like this alone. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So it hasn't been all shit for you this week then, or this month yet. This. Yeah. No. There's been like a, a few, a few good ones. This one was definitely one of them I I quite liked. But I, mm-hmm. I, I like John Hams. He's a workman of a of a director. He just keeps mm. it keeps it easy. Doesn't fuck around. Does what the job demands. Mm. Just like you, us, right? That's right. Just like us. RJ, have you watched anything this month? No, I haven't seen any movies this month. Okay. Uh, except things like The Bridge Curse. You heard of The Bridge Curse? I have not, except for that. I know that you watched it. So I, I saw this because uh, it came up on a list of scary movies that will scare you. And I went, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is also apparently a video game. It's a horror video game that they made based on this movie. And I was like, oh, I was like, I wonder what that's about. So uh, I, I watched this Bridge Curse movie and it uh, this is uh, where was this one from? This is, I was going to say, I think this one was also Taiwan. It is also Taiwan. Taiwan, but uh, much different from the sadness, Jared. <clears throat> much different. Much different. So this is one. Uh, it's like a. Uh, it's kind of a mix between handheld and uh, or, so like it's a mix between found footage and then just kind of normal filming. They actually kind of do it in a in a good way. This movie's not great, but uh, I kind of like this where it's it's like a news lady investigating uh, a college. Um, like a year or two before five kids all showed up dead on campus. They all drowned, but in different places. And, uh, um, they videoed it, uh, like what they were doing that night. And they reenacted this thing where they call upon like a spirit because they believe the campus is haunted. Um, so it's a mix of like seeing what the kids were doing that night on found footage. And then, um, and then sometimes it's just sometimes it's just like a normal scene of, of a movie. They're just like, nah, we're not going to do this found footage. We're just going to show this normal. And you go, okay. So uh, it kind of bounces back and forth. And it's not bad. But uh, these kids, they learn about this thing called the bridge curse where it's like, if you sit uh, on this campus, there was a girl who was raped and then murdered at this bridge. And uh, so they're like, if you are there at midnight and you sit in a chair and you say this thing, and then you climb up the stairs, and you count the stairs as you climb, and then you turn around, then the girl will, will appear. So, kind of like J-horror, kind of, but it's T-horror, it's Thai-horror. So, uh, uh, the the kids do that, and then, like, you, you find out in the start, it's like, yeah, they all die, uh, and so it's the news reporter filling in the gaps, so she, like, sees uh, some of the footage that they were all shooting, because their thing was like, we're going to film this as we do it, and stay in the spooky dorm. And um, there's like, uh, there's a couple good scenes in this. Um, I don't think this movie is very good, to be honest. But uh, there's a couple good scenes. The, but there's the, the risk of found footage stuff, I guess. Yeah. Well, and it's even it's not even it, they don't fully lean into it either. It's like a mix. But uh, um, yeah, I don't know. There's a, there's one scene that stuck out to me. There's a dude with like massive diarrhea on a toilet, and you're just like, why is um, this in here? Some some weird misplaced comedy. No, it's not even played as comedy. Like he's just on the toilet and he's like, well, he's like That's struggling. True. And then that sounds like, like ghost... that sounds like comedy to me. I don't know, man. It's very strange. Like, and then the ghost is there and he's like, hey, 
hello? <laughs> and then it's like him and he goes back to his phone and he's like watching this thing. But then like he does eventually he gets scared and he like he like comes out of the stall and he's just like, Hello? And then like spooky stuff happen. Okay. Happens. Uh hmm. I also thought it was really funny, like the translation was uh for the ghost uh ghost bridge was female ghost bridge. And I, I just thought it was really funny that they emphasized the uh the female part, Jared. <laughs> yeah. Females. You're like that's like me. Well, it's like a Ferengi way to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I like that. Anyways, uh, that was a bridge curse. It's <clears throat> not great. Uh, so uh, I watched an Australian movie so I could get uh, closer with my friend uh, Oliver Granger. Oh, yeah? Run, Rabbit, Run. Have you heard of this film? Uh, I know that you've watched it. It's called Run, Rabbit, Run. I see it's got a 2.3 on Letterboxd. It's not terrific, uh, but Dino it stars. Reed. It stars. Uh, uh, Who also directed Snook. an episode of The Outsider? I see. I, I see that actually. That's a weird, as always, weird confluence. Um, this was the movie, and then I watched. Uh, I watched with Andy. I had it on. I was like five minutes in it, and uh, she came downstairs, and she's like, "Oh, what's this?" And I was like, "Oh, it's this thing." I was like, "I don't know if you like this or not," and she's like, "Oh, I'll watch it." Uh, and then we watched another movie like a day or two later, and it had very similar themes. And we're, and she was like, "Oh, this is another grief and loss movie, huh?" And I was like, "Yes, it is another grief and loss movie." And I'm actually all, just—it's it's all of them now. They're all grief. And I'm loss I'm movies. I'm waiting I'm waiting for us to get through this. Period. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, alone, uh, I guess, was about that overcoming things. Yeah, um, sure. yeah, the fight for survival and not giving into the darkness, RJ. Did that one have a guilt monster? Well, like we'll talk. We'll, I don't. Know, I'm not sure if we'll. I don't know if we're going to talk about that one um, tonight or not. Maybe next week. We'll, we'll see. We'll I'll, see. I'll talk about some movies very briefly. Like I don't need to give them full details, but Run Rabbit Run. Uh, so one of the other things is the gal in this. She's in Succession. She's like the the daughter in Succession, which I know you haven't watched, but it's nope. a good show. So, single mom in Australia, and uh, you f- like very immediately you find out she has a strained relationship with her mother, and she had a sister who died, and then she's got uh, a daughter, and one day her daughter's like, "Hey, I'm your dead sister," uh, like she's like, "I'm I'm her," and uh, mom, uh, the mom's like, "Don't do that, that's mean," and the kid's like, "I'm not being mean, I am her, I am your uh, older or like your sister that." went missing uh that you don't want to talk about and then you're like oh okay uh-huh. kind of babadooky yep. you know what i mean uh so a lot of this movie is like uh the mom trying to like help the kid and you're just like man this kid's being a real brat uh and then spooky stuff happens and you're just like oh no is something else going on is she actually possessed by the sister is this a movie about Grief and loss, Jared. Grief and loss. That's right. That's right. Gross. Gross. The gross monster. I call him Gambler. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, uh, it, it was fine. Like it's exactly what you'd expect. Uh, um, like a movie made in the last couple of years to be like. It's it's trying to be <laughs> like like you know what it's I mean. It's like a movie. That you expect that's been made in the last few years. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. You do, though, don't you? 
You do I do, know exactly I do what I mean. sadly, but I mean that's a statement that can apply to all times ever. And people go, Yeah, that's exactly like I know exactly what you mean. I know, I know, but you've seen recent <laughs> horror and you get it. Yeah, like, uh, it's like it's modern elevated, horror, so. elevated horror. RJ? I'm sure. I'm talking sure about so. elevated, elevated horror. You like what? Uh, you like it's daytime that? horror? Day. Oh, whoa! Hey, don't say things you can't take back. So elevated daytime horror. Yeah, I mean that's what it. That's what it is. It just uh, it fits into um, uh, a bunch of those sections. It's it's fine. Like uh, I don't think a lot. I don't know. If you want like something slow and somber, you'll probably be into it. But uh, uh, I feel like a lot of people won't be into it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Burn. Burn. Uh, I, I'll just tell you about Massacre because this was a movie that I actually thought was kind of good. So I watched Massacre at Central High. I kind of liked this movie. I thought it was good. Um, this one's on uh, Criterion Channel. So a kid shows up to a new high school and and uh, he's got a buddy that they he knew from before. And the guy's like, uh, the buddy's like, I'll introduce you to the, the group of friends. It's kind of different at this high school, uh, but uh, you you know me, so I'll get you in there. And the the new guy's like, oh, okay. And the new guy goes, and all the 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 boy core boy group, they're all, like, massive pricks and bullies, and they're, like, super mean to people, and they, like, bully people and beat people up. And at one point, they try to um, rape people. Uh, but the whole time, the new kid is just like, hey, man, why, do, why are you friends with these guys? And uh, he's like, ah, oh, they uh, they took me in, you know. It's uh, he's like, it's better to be with them than against them. And the new kid's like, mm, I don't know. He's like, I don't like bullies. Uh, so he's like standing up to them. Uh, and that that's what this movie is about: is this kid standing up to the bullies? And then eventually people start dying. But I thought this movie was good for a few reasons. Um, I think it, it I kind of really like it. It's like the intro to this movie has a montage of scenes from the movie that you're about to watch whoa it's in the credits and i don't know why but i was like i was like i kind of dig this i was like this is rad it was like all the highlights of it's like things you're gonna notice and then or things you'll watch in the next 80 minutes and i was like yeah i was like i kind of like that um but these guys are real mean like uh the bullies some of the things they do is they uh they force a guy to stop and they drive his car and they just drive it into like brick walls and like off cliffs. And they're like, I'm going to need a new car, pal. And you're just like, what? Uh, they go to the library. Then they knock all of the books off. Um, there's a point where they go, wow, we think those girls are lesbians. And one of the boys quote says, let's teach them a lesson. So they, uh, they follow the girls into a room and, uh, the, the one kid stands up to him. And, uh, so they don't do that. Um, but then, then this movie takes like a real turn. So like, uh, the bullies go to the guy's house and drop a car on him, and his leg he gets like crippled. And mm-hmm. then he comes back, and the bullies are like, "Hey man, thanks for like not saying anything to the cops about how it crippled you." And he's like, "I ain't no rat." Uh, but then he starts killing the bullies. Yeah. Um, of course so he does. The, uh, so what happens is in the very next scene, the bullies are all paragliding. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like woo and then you just see like little like snips like go onto one of the paragliders so that guy like paraglides into a power line and he like blows up uh Shit. and then so he takes out all the bullies and then what you find out this movie changes into this new thing where it's like the moral of this movie is that like you need bullies for society because when the th- when the main bullies get taken out 
all of the other sects of uh, people, sect, like S-E-C-T, uh, C-T, uh, all those groups start to all, they all want to occupy the space of the top dogs, and they all start being really shitty to each other, and then the school is worse than when the bullies were there, Jared. Oh. So the school is even worse. And then, like, some of the guys are, like, trying to... They all want this guy to be on their side because they all know that he was the guy who killed the bullies. They just don't, like... They're just like, hey, we know you did it, but, like, if you team up with me, we can run the school. Um, But then, yeah, you get some crazy stuff. Like, at one point, one of the guys goes camping with the two lesbian girls because they are lesbians. And then you're just like, wait, he's just with them? And then a boulder falls on them, and you're like, what? And then, and then the school, the high school that just had like ten dead students, like within a week, they're just like, we're gonna have a dance for uh, for alumni, <laughs> and it's like a bunch of old people in the school, and uh, the guys like, I'm gonna blow up the school. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna really teach these guys a lesson, and you're just like, what is going on in this? Anyways, it's kind of a wild movie, but um, I got some fun out of it. That's good. Yeah, yeah I, I watched this. Like I don't know, nine years ago, I guess, and oh. I probably watched an old VHS tape of this, like a rip. So, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think now it's uh been restored and it's on the Criterion Channel, correct? Yeah, it looks pretty good. No, that's good. Yeah, looked pretty good on there. So, do you want me to talk about more movies? I just talked about two. Should we talk about some stuff that we've both seen? Do you want to talk? What, what do you want to do? I'll mention this. This is another because I mean, I guess uh, Blood Quantum kind of was a a creep pick because this was a oliver over on discord yes he did on the what discord what's that what's that what's that fastest growing social media platform in the world today oh wow incredible how do you become part of this join us on patreon.com slash criterion creeps one dollar minimum minimum that that is not what a maximum and and you can join us in the conversation and get all kinds of like Watch Jarrett make sports picks for teams he doesn't know what they are. It's been so far, it's been something. That's the thing that's been happening. And sometimes people say, I watch this. Like Oliver, who, who stopped using Letterboxd, n- deleted his account mm-hmm. and everything. And uh, he's like, I like these movies. I'm like, well, I'll, I'll give them a try. Give them a shot. So, Blood Quantum, lots of people. I've been, I've been meaning to see that one forever. Hellbender, on the other hand, I was not familiar with. I, I maybe seen people log it in passing. It was available, so I checked it out. This is about witches. Um, was it good? It's okay. So mm. it's like I mean, so that's the one thing about my my ratings these days. I gave it two and a half, and I mean that's kind of just like ah, eh, it doesn't really go anywhere. There's some elements of it that I liked. It's better than a two star movie, that's for sure. Um, so it's a mother and daughter who are living kind of out in the woods, but they they live in a house and the mom goes into town to get like supplies and stuff. Uh, and they have a uh, like vegan diet mm. for, for reasons. Uh, so she's been telling her daughter that she's got some sort of sickness uh, that, that like she cannot be exposed to other people. Mm-hmm. So they, they live this idea of little life. They also have like a black metal band or like just like a metal band they have in the basement, just the two of them. Mother daughter music, uh, life is wonderful, and then of course, as time goes on, we get to that coming of age little uh nugget. Uh, but the girl basically finds like runs into another like girl her age, uh, who's like you know, 
I don't know, your upper middle class girl whose friends are, you know, going to go to be going to college or whatever mm -hmm. in the near future. Uh, and they're sneaking into like this one house that's in the middle of nowhere's uh, backyard and swimming in the pool. Uh, well, at least people don't know about it. And so she starts getting introduced to other people. Um, and things start happening. Mm -hmm. uh, one of those things is, oh, let's let's do some drinking with these two new kids that just showed up as well. Sure. Uh, they're just like normal kids. They're not doing anything mm -hmm. crazy. Uh, but one of the things is they're like, oh, hey, let's drink tequila. But instead of just like the worm at the bottle of the, the tequila, let's put like an earthworm in it. And someone's going to have to drink that. And that, of course, that glass goes to our protagonist, mm. uh, Izzy, who the begrudgingly is kind of peer pressured into drinking that tequila with the the live worm in it. Mm -hmm. And she immediately has uh, an episode because it's the first time she's ever eaten living Eat. flesh. Yeah. Um, and thus, uh, this it turns out that this is how you uh, get your powers as a witch is by eating flesh. Oh, yeah, I've been and, there. Yeah, so it's mother daughter witch times. There's symbols. Uh, there's some dodgy CGI. Um, it's it's trying, but mm -hmm. I don't know. It doesn't. It ends like in the worst way. This sort of like strange, nebulous, non-ending, and I was. It actually kind of made me mad, and I just went, "Yeah, no, <laughs> I can't really recommend this movie." It's, which is always a can't bummer. Recommend it enough? I can't recommend it. I, oh, I don't know. Okay. Hence, two and a half stars. There's stuff I like to have up to about. Uh, I had a unique look. Uh, it was trying to do some. I always like the idea of like, "Oh yeah, magic's real," but at the same time, as I brought up the whole idea that oh, witches are real, so the Puritans mm -hmm. were right. Like, yeah. how did we, were they all? Maybe they just didn't get the right ones. Maybe the the real witches were so tricksy and truly in league with, I don't know, doing bad things, eating things mm -hmm. for powers for um, selfish reasons. I don't know. Anyways, hellbender. They're they're a hellbender. They're hellbender witches. They eat flesh Ooh, to get their powers. I I know. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who isn't? Who isn't? So. Watch that, and of course, uh, th at that point, I followed that up with the monsters, as discussed last week. Um, but then I watched some some shot on video shitima, uh, like such classics as the Necrophiles. It's oh like the, yeah, it's like it's like the X Files, but the Necrophiles. I was uh, a big fan of that film. Well, I mean, this this is a truly a, a corpse pick in the making. This is from 1997. Uh, this movie opens up with a, a rape scene, RJ, as as all these movies oh, apparently that's the do. Opening, hey? That's the that's the opener. Um, yeah, he's he's a necrophile as well. Um, and so, anyways, this guy he's been running around doing this for a while, killing, raping, and killing. And there's two cops on the case. One of the cops, uh, his sister has also been raped and killed, so it's personal. But you wouldn't know it from the way that this performance is. The way he goes, yeah, the way he killed my sister. Like, <laughs> that's it's off. I, I describe it as an adult Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, this, like, no. very, yeah, uh, a fluffy man. Uh, and his partner, and his partner, of course, is like, he's coked up partner. But he's like, yeah, so they're on the case. Ah, uh, there's nothing like these uh, '80s, '90s shot on video like serial killer movies. When they have cops in them, they're the best. They're 
just assholes, like bigoted scumbag cops, <laughs> way that you know them and love them. And yeah, so they kill, they kill the necrophile right off the bat, basically. They execute him. And then some Satanists, some real Creepsville level Satanists, where it's just like dudes in denim with like uh, robes on top. They go to the cemetery. Uh, they perform a ritual with a, uh, like a plastic doll. That's a baby. That's the baby. And they stab the plastic doll and blood comes out. Because this is like the baby of one of the victims of the rape. So it's like a rape baby. They kill the baby. But don't worry. That's not the last you've seen that baby. That baby shows back up as like a flying zombie baby. That's That's got an agenda of its own. Uh, so the, the necrophile is back. It is a zombie with a three-foot penis, and he goes around back to back to raping people as he come, as he runs around. The cops, you know, they've moved on. They thought that they put this case behind them, but they see, oh, no, they, they got to get back out there. Coke, coked up cop, he's really falling apart, getting more and more unhinged, really worried about his, his, um, his prescription. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, this movie is uh, it's for scumbags. Um, oh, so you did you like it? Yeah, not not, not too bad. Oh, not wow. too bad. Yeah, this movie is filth. Uh, available on Tubi, folks. So you have no excuse. Check it out. The Necrophiles. And it, what's incredible is at no point does the something called the Necrophiles appear in the movie until the very end, where. Uh, Coked up cop uh, retires after, even though he's a complete maniac, uh, and joins the FBI and starts the Necrophile. So this is like kind of like a prelude. This is like Necrophile's origins, and there is a oh. Necrophile's two, but I have not been able to track down a copy just yet. Uh, it's uh, not the same. It's not. Line. It's it's not the same creative team though. So that's mm. a that's a strike. It's a strike. Yeah, it's tough. No. But definitely an RJ pick. Oh yeah, yeah. And and then uh, I followed this up with Dying God from 2008. Uh, this was a complete random thing. Uh, Letterbox user PD187 uh, got me with the, the review. Look, I'm gonna be honest with you. Don't watch this, but it's really good. I'm like, ha, that's a dare. Don't watch this, but it's really good. I'm like, I saw okay. that as well. God damn, I got to check this out. Who's this Fabrice uh, Lambot uh, direct, this guy? Who's this talent? Uh, so this is, I think, from, it's like French-Argentinian movie. Oh, boy. Yeah, so guess what, RJ? Guess guess what the the monster thing does in this? Guess what it does to people? Give me one, give me one guess. That's all you're going to need. Is it something that you might see in the sadness? It's something that you might see in the sadness. It's like something you might have just seen in the previous movie. That's right. We're dealing with a, a rapist again. Oh yes. But that's and of course we're also dealing with scumbag cop. Um, the thing Are with this movie. So this movie is not as good as the Necrophiles. Um, but it's 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 2008, so it's a little bit more uh, contemporary mm-hmm. by 10 years. Uh, but this movie, it's on the screen like this. Uh, free service called Stiniverse, which is garbage. It crashes. You can't finish actually watching the movie. Amazing. Uh, tons of ads. It, it fucking sucks. Do not... What, do, what service was this on? Stiniverse. 
so it's it's no Tubi. No, it's no Tubi. And yeah. uh, the the uh, unintentionally uh, great part about watching this on Cineverse though was the fact that this copy is uh, like it's got beeping over the swears. Oh, great! It's actually really funny. It's like I haven't heard. It's like it brought me back to think about Trailer Park Boys. Uh, and then uh, whenever there's like boobs or butts, it just blurs those out. But it has no problem with like giant wounds left by monster penises and stuff. It, it, things it, are blurred out. Uh, wounds, oh. RJ. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine with like wounds and uh, things like that. But nah, no boobs, no butts, and and no swear words, no cussing for this movie yeah, called I'm Di- okay Dying God. I mean, I think uh, that all sounds good except for the other part. Yeah, what's what's the what's this what's this movie about? In a dark and decadent city, Sean Fallon, a corrupt cop, kind of like uh, Shane, uh, Shane and Vic, will have to face his own demons to put an end to a series of brutal rapes and murders, the most weirdest kind, with the help of the local pimps headed by Chance. Oh, good old Chance. Mm-hmm. Fallon will go the hunt for the serial killer that may, in the end, not be human. Yeah, it's like a monster. Is it, it's yeah. not alien, though, right? Ah, hard to say. Okay. It's a th- it's a thing. It's a it's a monster thing. Because if it's an alien, I have to address it. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you have to watch it and check it out for yourself is he, and is find he out. Aztec. It's like a, like a pyramid in the poster is kind of like Aztec. Yeah. Well, there is like uh, so this guy's be- the the monster is being chased around by a guy like I don't know, mm. from the global south maybe uh and global self yeah and he's yeah he he was i think saved by this thing but now he's like trying to and chasing after it all mm-hmm. around he's always char- tra- so of course people think he's the one who's doing all the the bad stuff yeah dying god not great lance henriksen's in it though which tells you it, lance henriksen always... will do he'll he'll do anything yeah no oh, yeah anything even Millennium. Even Millennium. Frank Black. How yeah. Does this rank on the Blackometer? Oh, pff, I don't know. This is this is just this is just crap. The crapometer. Oh. <laughs> Jared's really letting it fly here. <laughs> That's right. Um. Yeah. I mean. I mean. So we got like a couple of things we could talk about now or next week, but I feel like we could we could address. Um, the boogeyman in the room. Okay. Yeah, so what what I'll say is, would you like to talk about boogeyman and other shared movies or just boogeyman? And the only reason I ask is because if you'd like to talk about more than boogeyman, I might have to boogie to the toilet, man, for like 20 seconds, and then I'd be back. But if it's just boogeyman, I could probably make it. <laughs> you, could hold, you could hold it together. I could hold it for Boogeyman, oh, but if you wanted to do see. Boogeyman Infinity Pool let, Pearl, let, let's say let's see let's see how Poogie Poogeyman goes. Well, it's a number one, so it'd be like a twenty second or maybe thirty five at most. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why don't you tell me about Boogeyman? Unless you want me to tell you about Boogeyman. <sighs> Tagline for this film: Twenty Twenty Three, the newest movie we've watched. I think mm-hmm. it's well, not it's real. Came out a month ago. It's not real. This was in theater like a few months ago. Oh wow! But now it's now it's on stream on Disney. It's not real. It's not real. Mm. It's not real. Well, yeah. 
still reeling from the tragic death of their mother, a teenage girl and her younger sister find themselves plagued by a sadistic presence in their house and struggle to get their grieving father to pay attention before it's too late. Is that the problem? That the dad is just blinded by his own grieving to listen to like their tales of like a boogeyman. Well, so I've uh, I've read this Stephen King short story before, Jarrett. No. And the point of this is absentee parents. Oh. So in the story, uh, you you do have the psychologist. <clears throat> I'm gonna stop doing that voice. So you do have the psychologist, and uh, a man comes to see him, and it's the like in this movie, a man says, "I had three kids." The first one died of this, but that misery brought the boogeyman in and he killed uh, my other two kids and no one believes me, but it was because I wasn't paying attention to them. It was like I wasn't listening to them, but now I see it. And then he hears that and then the psychologist said, like, this is actually kind of close to the short story. There's a little bit more to it, but uh, there's that guy and then it is like this guy's so overwhelmed with what he's doing he's not listening to the kids that are like the boogeyman is here and you're just like I, yeah I, know. I i see i didn't get i didn't get the absentee thing at all from this that's what it's uh that's what the story right. tends to get is that the parents aren't paying attention so they are like uh they're like they're just not there not that he's not a caring parent he's just not there like spiritually and emotionally mm-hmm. and mentally <sighs> The Boogeyman. So, Rob Savage, who directed this, he also directed that host uh, movie. It's like the mm-hmm. the, 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 the Zoom Zoom, COVID, the Zoom COVID uh, film. That had a few. Uh, there, he'll, I think his short was the f- only other thing I've seen of his. Uh, the Dawn of the Deaf. Mm. It's like, what if you were deaf during the zombie apocalypse? I think you'd be fine. <laughs> sure for the most part um yeah because i think it's like a oh maybe it's like plenty pool <laughs> i can't remember mm. uh so yeah boogeyman we got uh sophie thatcher who looks like is going to be in at least one other thing i'm going to have to watch someday uh maxine the third and final uh, part of the the ty west uh mia goth trilogy uh interesting so, so you got a lot of Mia Goth late this week, didn't you? Yeah, I, I did. Uh, and then uh, did I. The, the little girl, uh, she was in Bird Box. Remember Bird oh. Box? I mean, I remember watching that film, yeah. And the, the writers of this, so we got Mark Heyman, who uh, did Skeleton Twins, Black Swan, Boogeyman. Yep. And on the other side of that, you got Scott Beck and uh, was it Brian Woods. Who uh, are collaborators? They they did uh, Quiet Place. They did that '65 movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Now Boogeyman, as well as a movie I'll talk about next week. I think Haunt. Mm-hmm. Oh. Did you watch? So the anyway, Bob? I did not, RJ. Anyways, anyways, the Boogeyman uh, opens up with. Family grieving, movies all gray and blue. They're all somber. Everything sucks. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Sophie Thatcher's character, his name is Stady. And of course, th- this is like some real green writing here. These these are the names we got: Will Harper, 
I I have to say that the name Harper in general really is the worst name now. So you're not a Harper Row or I, Harper from what? Bat, from Batman? No, from fucking to, to Harper Lee to kill him. Oh, wow, Harper Harper Lee got there before everyone else, but now it's like okay, we got Stady again. That's not, and Sawyer. Those names. Anyway. I know people with all of those names. Sure you do. Yeah. They I, attend the buffet at the Pizza Hut all the time. Okay there. <laughs> uh, Mr. Plinkett. Uh, uh, okay. So, this movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mom's, mom's dead. It's a dead mom movie. Here she is. There always are. And dad's a psychologist. And this dude rolls in. This uh David Dasmalchian, Lester Lester Billings, which is like the, the the shittiest like Stephen King kind of name you could expect. I feel they call me Lester Billings. <laughs> they call me that because that's my name. I guess what movie he's also in? Prisoners. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah, he is in that. And Bird Box. Is he? Is he not in uh, Dark Knight? Also, I'm not familiar with that movie. Oh, What's it's that? um. It's a movie about like medieval warfare. Oh, cool! That sounds good. Yeah. Uh, he shows up. He's like, "Oh, my kids!" Fall. Like, I'm really. He's all weird and pockmarked mm-hmm. face and pale and looks like a real goth. Um, mm-hmm. he starts talking about his kids dying and there's something weird going on in the house and mm-hmm. it's too late and he's brought a backpack with him and uh, he kills himself in the house. Sure he does. But of course, by coming here. He's he's brought the boogeyman. Isn't that always how it happens with boogeymen? Yeah. So anyway, so the uh, yeah, little, the, there's like the little sister who's just like, I'm going to be threatened, but nothing bad's going to really happen to me. And then there's the dad who's like, Oh, you kids, you're just acting out. And then Sophie Thatcher does all the the heavy lifting of carrying this movie. Uh, she's having a part time of it at school because her best friend is kind of friends with uh, really unpleasant people. At school, uh, they're very just like I don't know, needlessly mean in this like way. Or like I, I don't know, maybe something bad should happen to them, and then it doesn't. You're kind of like, well, that's some, that's an unfortunate thing. Yeah, the anyway. one chick's real mean. She she's she's like, who cares about your dead mom? Yeah, she's like, you're weird, and then yeah. she's like, oh, yeah, nothing really comes for those kids. Nope, they're fine. Um, so anyway. Stuff's happening though. There's a thing crawling around in the corners of the dark. It's got little red eyes and uh, it's doing things and things are disappearing and doors suddenly close and people go <laughs> like, mm-hmm. for uh, 99 minutes. Mm-hmm. I, I kept thinking, like, is this set in the, I don't know, the it verse? Because this is like another, like, kind I don't know, psych- psychic spider monster thing. Yeah, unfortunately. And, that, and you're like, okay, I mean, that's kind of where we are in the the moment we're in. Like every other movie you've ever seen, right, RJ? <laughs> it's and, not like any other movie you've seen. Uh, yeah, recently. recently. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's that. This is this is the movie. It typifies it. Mm-hmm. Uh and so uh, there's this bit where they take cause like so the littlest girl, she's really scared of the dark. And instead of just leaving the lights on well, they kind of he he they do let they do 
let her have like night lights and she's got that cool night light orb but the therapist why don't they just turn well well, no but why don't they just leave the light on in the room she'll fall asleep she's got like seven night lights in there oh but it's so but it's so but it's so moodily lit like it's like uh, very movie looking rooms uh, how they do lighting and sometimes like in these houses you're like that isn't how people live so Yeah. yeah anyway they go to the child psychologist I don't know, family psychologist. And she's like, hey, we're going to do something real spooky. (laughs) We're going to use this red orb and it's going to flash intermittently. (laughs) You're you're like, what the fuck is this? It's like, so of course you're like, this is just the setup nonsense of like, Mm -hmm. oh, you're going to jump scare you with with this bit. And you're like, okay. Uh, And yeah, so anyway, that she she, this kid pisses herself and they're like, it's okay. Don't worry about the fact that we did something that made you piss yourself, little child. This won't be traumatic at all. <laughs> yeah. And thus, and then of course the flashy bulb comes up later, being ruled by the monster thing. And then the little girl playing video games and gets fucking chucked across the room. <laughs> fucking, fucking funniest thing. And then, and then later at the end of the movie, the dad, the dad gets chucked across the room, and his fucking yeah. leg gets broke. Um, that also anyway. happens. That also happens. Uh, so Sophie Thatcher, she gets her friend to take her over to the old abandoned looking house where the guy who killed himself lived. Uh, she's like, I gotta get answers. And you're like, well, why would you go back to the house? Why would you? What, what are the answers there? I just have to know because it's a movie. I mean, some people just gotta know, man. I just have to know, they and it's like, answers. oh, and it looks like, oh, oh, this is a poor part of town. This is what you where you're supposed to go. Can she you goes. What you she, think a poor part of town looks like? But it's like this movie. You're like, uh oh, you don't want to okay. live here. So okay. they break in, or she breaks in, and then of course it's like <laughs> the house is being occupied still by the wife of the man who killed himself, and she's uh, in survivalist mode for reasons. Uh, she's got booby traps everywhere. She got all these candles going at all times. It's out. It's in the house. It's in here somewhere. And here's a thing, RJ. Are there more than one boogeyman in this? I think it's kind of like... Is it, is it boogie... one boogeyman that walks boogeyman's in the shadows, more... or is there like two, and they're like identical? You, you can't tell the difference between boogeymans. Boogeyman's more of like an idea. It's uh-huh. kind of like if you don't watch your kids, like the in- implicit boogie is going to get them. Yeah. If you don't watch your kids. Boogeyman's more of like an idea. I see. Sure. Hey, uh, so the, the, the woman that plays uh, the... The, the mother, I guess, the widow now. Oh, uh, yeah. She she was in the Empty Man. Was she? And did, did you recognize the young, the teen girl? What she's from? It's a show you've seen. Well, do you recognize the Irishman? Which Irishman? Well, she was in the Irishman as well. The Irishman. I didn't recognize this lady at all, but she's like real wretched in this. Do you know? <laughs> real wretched. Or oh, you mean well, Sophie Thatcher, the one of the stars of Yellow Jackets? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I said, I don't show that, that you've all. seen. I've show seen the first season. Seen. That was good. More than enough. I had my full, my fill. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, yeah, so Boogeyman, it ends in a fight scene in the basement. Uh, yep. <laughs> Fires happen. Mm-hmm. UGI. This is almost, some people would say it's something like a grief monster, hey? Yeah, it's like a gross monster. And, or grief uh, and loss. Yeah, it's, uh, and there's a fight. Of course there yeah. is, and it makes no sense. And then it just uh, ends. And then it just ends. It's another yeah, movie they, that just fucking ends. They get out, I guess. 
they get out and then they look at the house burning and they go, wow, we really came together more as a family. Well, shit, yeah. It's all about family, Jared. It's about but the family. Bo- the, bo- the, bo- the booger man always well, lurks. It's about, it's about talking to each other. The dad won't talk to the kids, and when he opens oh, yeah. up. It's not until, it's not until the uh, spider demon shows up and breaks his leg. He goes, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's oh yeah my uh, oh my oh my yeah, our belongings man. and the wife have died. We have to put it in the past, wipe yeah. it out, start start clean. I don't know if I'm fully subscribed to that. Like oh, but but we also get a we also get a little bit of weird like the ghost of the mom was there all along. Yeah, she moved the candle flame. <laughs> she, she was protecting yeah, them. Yeah, she breathed on it a little bit, and you go, uh, man, huh? If I had a nickel, like you know what I mean. <laughs> if I, if you had a nickel. For every time something like that's happened, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm not. I was not a fan, of RJ. Yeah, I can of, tell. Of can the tell. of a boogeyman. Yeah, that's okay. You don't have to yeah. be. You don't have to be. Yeah, this movie just too typical of the it's, the modern epoch. Is it kind of like a lot of other movies that are being made right now that you could watch? That's what I'm saying. I, I'm not kidding, Jared. It's a real statement. You watch Run Rabbit Run, and you you tell me if that's not exactly true. Is this all the Babadook's fault? Probably, honestly, Damn. probably. Damn you, Babadook! I, I didn't even like that movie though. So like, you know, everyone else loved it, but I felt like that, that must that was the kickoff, and like we're like fuck, that's like ten years. Yeah, people don't forget. People yeah, keep so... people keep uh, checking it out though. They sure do. And I think there's something, too, about... Yeah, it's been 10 years. Yeah, 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's something about these movies having that like that gray-blue look. I think that's just kind of what... It's easy to color grade, and it looks, spook- it and it looks spooky and cold. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, let's do that again. Who's not spooky and cold nowadays? That's right. Yeah. What yeah. do you do think of uh, The Boogeyman? Uh, I mean, I'm pretty in line with you. Like, uh, um... I thought there were some things that were okay, but uh, like a lot of a lot of the stuff in there, it is it's just like all the other modern movies being made right now. <laughs> movies that you could watch where there's scenes that get set up and things that happen, and you just go, "Oh yeah, I've seen this before," and then it does happen, <laughs> and you go, "Yeah, it's kind of how I figured it would happen." But yeah. <laughs> anyways, I I gotta I gotta level with you, Jarrett. I couldn't make it through the boogeyman, so I need to take a, a, a brief reprise. All right then. Okay, we'll be back in a, a, a short. Ninety time. minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean. So boogeyman. Yeah. Okay. So it's just like any other. Now, movie now that now that your recently. mind now, now that your mind's cleared. Okay. <clears throat> I read the story. Uh. And I've seen other interpretations of the boogeyman. Uh, I I believe it's about absentee parents. Uh, there's some stuff in here that I do think is silly. Like I've never thought uh, like a ex- exposure, like immersion therapy, is a thing. Like I learned about that. Or it's like, oh, you're scared of spiders? We're gonna dump a hundred spiders on you. Like <laughs> you'll be cured. I've never thought that that was like made any sense. I was like, this sounds like the worst fucking thing. Um. So I do think, like, I, I see why they do that. Like, uh, there's, like, trends in psychology and, like, therapists where they're, like, 
Like I, I, I hear a lot of people talking about like e, uh, EDR or whatever. Or do you know about this like this treatment for people? EDR, like, oh, cybersecurity like solutions. Uh, e maybe it's EDMR. Endpoint detection and response. Yeah, EDMR, uh, eye movement desensitization. IDMR. EM. No, I think it's EMDR. So what it is basically is <clears throat> you get these things that are basically like shake weights and they shake in your hands. And uh, like the therapist will be like, think about the trauma that you have. Like think about the thing that like really affects you. And it's like this. And like I it's it's um it's physical conditioning to stuff like they're they're activating the part of their mind that's like with this physical thing to like try to associate it with that. Like I heard about this like a year or two ago and I have never thought that, that it was like a thing. Like I'm not a doctor, Jared. I work at Pizza Hut. But uh mm -hmm. Like when it was described to me, it was like, I know what it's doing. It's just conditioning you to like this physical experience while you're doing these emotional things. But like, I still, I don't like it. So I like this scene with the kid with the immersion therapy. I was like, I was like, I've never, I was like, I've never thought that that was an effective thing either. Like, I feel like it would just do the exact opposite almost every single time you do something like that. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, the girls, the high school girls are really mean. Makes you think of Massacre at Central High, where it's just like, hmm, if only there's someone here who could set things straight. And it never happens, and you're just like, oh, no. shit. Yeah, that's not good. Um, I think one thing that I really disliked is the Spider-Man uh, villain, because you know what I think would have just been a lot more effective? He's just like some kind of like shadowy figure. Or, like, this family's personal boogeyman was their dead mom. So what if it was, like, a shadowy lady that was a representative for their dead mom? Because it, it played around with, like, them, with the boogeyman doing voices of other people. So it's like, what about a personal boogeyman? So we, instead we get this Guillermo del Toro design. Mm -hmm. I don't like, like so something that like you know Guy Davis would whip up like like off of like a BPRD comic, but just then like, but then it opens shit. up, then it opens up its like black mouth, and there's like a light inside, just like it, mm. and it's like oh, mm -hmm. it's gonna swallow your soul. Yeah, and see that's the thing. Like there were a couple times in some of the movies I watched this month where it's like I don't think they needed a monster. Like I think it would have been better if it wasn't a monster, but. uh um, yeah, I think it would have just been better if it was your own personal boogeyman, like your own personal Jesus. And it's just like, uh, for them, it was their mom. It was the thing that was like being kind of like overshadowing on them and stuff. But uh, that's just me, man. I would have liked that. And then, yeah, you get like Sarah Connor, survivor lady, who's like, yeah. like shooting boogeymans. And it's just like, you're like, I don't know say i don't know man and then yeah the climax at the end um with the them burning the whole house and that's another thing i don't like because that's it's something it if fucking closure but it validates the mean girl because the mean girl is like get over uh, it yeah she's like get over it maybe you shouldn't wear your mom's stuff maybe you should like throw it out and it's just like i don't agree with that it's like yeah you should like purge some of the stuff but uh like I think for a lot of the time, it's like, yeah, you should hang on to that. Jared just sent me a picture of Kevin Costner for some reason. 
Is there a reason that you sent me that? Oh. oh okay. Uh, no, just for closure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, just let them go. Let them go. Anyways, let, yeah, I'm with you for the most let, part. Let them cook. Let them cook. I'm with you, Jared, for the most yeah. part on this one. It's just like any other movie made recently that you could see. But but based on Stephen King. I mean, there's been like four movies based on this short story. That's the thing. like, Or maybe there hasn't, but there's been tons of Boogeyman. People, people should just uh, stick to the Uli Lumel or ch- check out those episodes of the Ghostbusters with the Boogeyman. Those are good. Or uh, the Are You Afraid of the Dark with Quicksilver, who's like a boogeyman who comes through your, uh, your closet. Quicksilver. Out. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, that was, that's like one of the only Are You Afraid of the Dark. I, I remember two. I remember the the monster that's in the swimming pool because that one really scared me, and then I remember Quicksilver or something, and it was like if you like draw like a chalk uh, door on your wall, he'll come through it. So Guillermo probably stole that, stole that from Pan, like Pan's Labyrinth. He stole it from Marius. I do not know what you mean. Are you afraid? The dark? Hey, you I saw am... him. You saw him this week too. Yeah, he talking like this. He said this is starry. You may not heard. It's a story. It's a little spooky. You're and you go, oh, wow. You're hearing such a beak in your the volume. Um, okay. Uh, okay. I don't know. How many more do you want to talk about? Or do we uh, say? It doesn't. We could do one more that we've both watched, or I could do two that I watched myself really quick, and you tell, could do two you watched yourself quick. Tell me, tell me about VHS 85. Um, It's not particularly good. Like, I don't yeah. think I don't think it's like a real shit ass movie that it's just like, oh, this real sucks. I don't know about that. Like, there were some things I was like, all right. All would right. But, you like, agree? It just, it's not great. Would you agree that it's the worst of the yes. VHS films? That I can remember, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, all the other ones I remember, at the very least, there was one or two, like, usually two, but at the very least, one segment where I was just like, oh, that was really good. Yep. Um, this one does seem really, really slapped together. Uh, like with it being uh, one tape that they've taped segments over or something like that, which isn't like a new thing or anything, but like, uh, I don't know, with like the commercials in between, like I thought they could have really done a lot more with that. I liked seeing the commercials of things in between, but um, I think there was a lot more you could have done with that. And this movie is like an hour and 50 or something. Yeah. <laughs> It didn't go by. It didn't feel like it was long or anything. No, but no. it's got a lot of stories in there. But but they very clearly didn't rush anything, and it's just like I feel like you had lots of lots more that you could have done with this. So yeah, it's definitely the it's definitely the the weak point. And like I don't know if there is a single uh, one of these stories that I actually like really liked. Like the wraparound is pretty cool, but um, Rory. Yeah, Rory's pretty cool. Yeah, but... Rory. Rory was the best part. Yeah, uh, David Bruckner did that one. Oh yeah, yeah. Rory was very good. That that's very in line with the kind of stuff I like. But so you have the one short Lake Evil, I called it. Um, yep. So it's um the lake. Everyone dies, but then they all come back to life, and you're like, okay. Sure. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of weird though. They split it up, right? Like it. Uh, there, there's like something in between, and then it goes back to it because you get the yes. other side of the story. Yep. So like and like that's it. It's like they all get shot on the lake and then they all come back to life and then it just ends and you go, oh, yep. you go okay. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and then I wrote Weird Little Kid. I don't remember. Is is that the second one, or is the second one the Mexican TV station? I think the, the second the one is... God. Yeah, I think that is the uh, Mexican TV station one. Oh, okay. With the, uh, earthquake. The and Earthquake. Then just, and then it just keeps going. And then mm. you start going, oh, that's I don't really care where this went. <laughs> No, no, it's like it's like an earthquake and they're going underground and it's like it's honestly I feel like they've done that thing before. And it's like I've seen this before in the VHS franchise. So that one wasn't great. Uh and then and then there's Techno God, which is the uh the VR oh. not like eighties expressionist art thing, and I was just or, like experiment yeah, performance, experimental performance yeah. art. I didn't like almost any of that. I like that whole thing. I was just like, ugh. I was like, yeah. I was like, people, like, I think they were self aware enough where they're like, people make fun of this stuff. And it's like, yeah, there's a reason for that. So don't make, <laughs> don't make a short piece on it. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the family gathering one, which is like the second part two of that Lake Evil thing. Yeah. Where it's like the family of serial killers, and you're just like, or they're like a cult family, but it's all about like getting their numbers up for how many people you kill. And again, I was kind of like, yeah. I feel like I've seen this in this franchise before. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the only one that I thought was like kind of new was the uh, the home invasion like uh, the, future the, VHS, the uh, Manhunter ripoff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the only one that I was like, this is kind of a new idea for this, but. Uh, the way it was kind of filmed and stuff. Uh, I, now I haven't seen Skinner Rink, Jared, <laughs> but I had a feeling that I was like, I bet this is like very similar to that Skinner Rink thing because of like the way that it was like in it was uh, inaudible dialogue is like, and it was like wavy like things in the uh, the video. I was like, I feel like this is what that Skinner Rink movie is. I hope not. And that came out first. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that one I thought was okay. Um, I but not, really, not I, 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 I that's interesting. I really did not like that one. Yeah, I, I liked the video aspect of it. I thought the goth kid thing was kind of stupid. Uh, like I didn't like the the satanic panic of the goth kid. <laughs> but and just then, like the but it's like the cops saying, "This is just like the videotape. This is just like what it was." Like oh, yeah. like, it, I don't. The ending made no sense. Uh, it just, it, it just, just ends. Yeah. And it's like, oh, a bunch of like cops are getting just killed by this guy just in the police station. Guy. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like the ending to it. I thought the, I did like, I liked the video aspect of it, but uh, the cop interview portion of it, I, I, there's not much to that. I did, I did like the video things where it's just like, yeah, like Manhunter kind of stuff. And you're just like, oh, yeah, that's kind of, I, I thought that was kind of neat, but, um, not enough Ratma. That's what no. you're trying to say. No, no, no. Not nearly enough Ratma in this thing. And that and that's the real shame of this all was uh there was no Ratma. No dudes in Ratma. hell, no Ratma. Yeah. No no yeah, skateboard no. kids fighting uh Mexican death zombies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well and like so VHS ninety nine, like I don't know if it's the best one. Like there's still one or two of the shorts in that that oh, it's like, yeah. Eh. Like the AOL online stocking thing, you're kind of or like you're like oh whatever. Um, but uh, compared to '85, you're just like wow, '99 is actually really good. <laughs> Compar comparatively. Comparatively. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It's too bad. I really like the VHS franchise, but uh, this one was um, not great. Not great. Not great. 
I saw an ad. I didn't click on it. All I saw was the headline. It said VHS moving to sci-fi for next installment. And I went, what does that mean? Yeah. What does that mean? I didn't, I didn't read the article, but it was, it was on my, we think you might like this story thing on my phone. And it was like VHS moving to sci-fi for next installment or something. Or is it maybe or now did it mean like sci fi network or is it all gonna be science fiction? No, I think like... it meant science fiction. Oh. I mean how how long do you think they can keep the uh the years thing going? It'll be like VHS two thousand ninety nine. Well I mean, like you know what I mean. You you know what I mean, man. You know what I mean. Man. You know what I mean, man. Okay, well, I'm gonna look it up here. I'm gonna because VHS, when did they start doing the years? VHS. Well, so in October at the New York Comic Con, it was announced that a seventh VHS was in development. Each of the anthology segments will be sci-fi oriented. Each and of them? It, yeah. It's all going to be sci-fi. Okay. I mean, what? So Black Mirror? Like, is that what we're going to get? Like, oh, I hope we, not. We already have Black Mirror. Yeah, hey, I just... All, we're all full. Yeah, I just discovered something. Okay, so there was VHS, VHS 2, and then when we get into the... Then there's VHS Viral, yep. VHS 94, VHS 99, and then VHS 85. Wasn't there another 80s one? Am I crazy? No, that's it. There's only been six. Okay. I just found something, Jared, that might shock you to your core. Hmm. I've never seen VHS Viral. Oh, I've seen all the other ones. You never saw VHS 3. I've never seen VHS Viral. Jared gave it two and a half stars. Yeah, His that's, review that's, that's consistent. is covered by spoilers, but I can only imagine. Uh, I, is this on? Oh, it's, it's, oh, it's on Oh, Prime. fuck. You, you never saw the Skaters versus Mexican Blind Dead Zombie? Oh, my God. No, I thought you were talking about um, the uh, punk you, band. You, in, had no, you had no idea what I was talking about. You... Was it good? It's got some pretty bad one bits in there, but uh, I didn't. I know. When yeah. you were saying that, I was like, "Yeah, it was probably a segment." My, in one my, of the my review opens up with, "What a mess!" I watched this right after watching Terrified for viral. No, yeah. I'll watch it this year. I'll watch it this year. Get it out of the way. You got to clear the deck. Then you then you got the complete VHS image. But I, also I didn't just... realize there was one I missed. God damn it! Yes. There is apparently feature-length adaptations of some of the short stories. Siren. There is a, where? A, where, a, where a, are these? A feature-length adaptation and continuation of the Amateur Night segment from VHS. But where? I don't know. It's just a spin-off films on Wikipedia. And then there's Kids vs. Aliens. A feature-length mm. adaptation of the Slumber Party Alien Abduction segment yep. of VHS 2 that was directed and co-written by blah, 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 blah. So that's on Shudder, and uh, Andy wants to watch that. I showed her the preview because she's like, this reminds me of Psycho Goreman. And guess what? It's got one of the producers or one of the guys who helped with Psycho Goreman. But when I when I watched the preview, I was like, this kind of looks like that VHS one. And it kind of does. Now, is this going to be as good as Psycho Goreman? I very highly doubt that. But uh, I've, I just don't think I've ever heard anyone talk about Kids versus Aliens. Sirens. Hmm. Did it come out? I don't know. Kids vs. Aliens is out. It's on Shutter. You can check that out anytime you want. Really? All right. Well, what should I watch tonight? Killer Clowns or VHS Viral? Because 
I had this head theme going on with my uh my posters here. I, the response is yes. I I can't do both. <laughs> can't do both. I do want to watch Spooky Kind because I liked it. I liked, mm-hmm. it. I liked I liked what I was seeing there, Jarrett. Good. Yeah. 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 Anyway, should we talk about any more movies? <clears throat> or do you want to talk about a movie so that we can start to watch movies? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that, RJ. You got any yeah. news for us, RJ? Because I have some news. Uh, you you hit it. Is it about Austin Butler? Uh, nope. It is about oh, okay. Criterion releases for January. There's, those Ooh. are still coming out? Yeah, I know. I thought, I thought last month was the end. It was like done. But no, they're, they're like, bro, we're going to be a wash in releases. But... We got three three new movies in the thing and another box set. Good God. Okay, so for January, we've got the John Sayles movie Lone Star. Mm, uh, of course. Uh, I've seen Lone Star. This was uh, uh, yeah, it's some hasn't. 90s uh, desert thriller movie. Like, There's lots of them. This is another one of them. I, think, I, know, I remember old Roger Ebert loved this movie. Loved it mm. to bits. Uh, VHS blockbuster regular of a movie. I don't know. This movie's okay. Uh, we we have a, Sh- a Chantel Ackerman masterpieces box set coming, Ooh. loaded to the gills. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ooh, wouldn't like that. A ton of box. That's like two box sets in a row. So there's that. Uh, there's a newer movie coming out called called Mudbound, 2017. Okay. I vaguely remember people. Is that the one with Matthew McConaughey, or is that that's that movie's just mud? That's just yeah. mud. This that is mud bound. Mud. Yeah. In the Mississippi that? Delta, the 1940s, two farming families, one of white landowners and one of black tenant farmers, are bound by the unforgiving soil they share as they struggle to survive amid the upheavals of World War II and the poisonous hatred of the Jim Crow South. Um. Uh, in there. Uh, some have, RJ. Some have. Uh, train spotting is coming to the Criterion Collection. Are you a train spotting fan, RJ? I don't know if I've ever talked about train spotting. I can talk about this one day, but yeah. um, I watched it when I was like nine, and it made me cry. <laughs> yeah, it's the best time to watch that movie is when you're nine. Yeah, I was like nine, between nine and 12, and that movie made me cry, and I never wanted to watch it again, and I never have, cool. and I never will. And Blood Simple's coming to 4K, baby. It's one of the, my favorite movies, Blood Simple. So that's cool. They say. So that's what it is. RJ, what what do you got? Anything about uh, Butler? Uh, I heard he's really raising the bar, making other people raise the bar. Jarrett posted in something about a surprise handjob scene that isn't just for shock value. It involved a silicone penis. <laughs> Did it though? It did. Yeah. Other movie scoops. Uh, John Carpenter said he doesn't understand how they screwed up The Exorcist. He said a lot of things though. Yeah. He said that Halloween Kills was fabulous. I'm sure he did. See, everyone, everyone tried to make John Carpenter cool, but I don't know. <laughs> you can't get that old without saying some stupid shit. He is cool though because he doesn't make movies anymore. He just stays home and plays video games. There's, I there's not I saw much, oh, nothing cooler than that. Oh, I, I saw John Carpenter's last movie. I don't want him making more. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I mean. So he's yeah. just stopped. But yeah, I mean, for the best. Here's some real news. Here's a quote from Miley Bobby Brown. 
I'm somebody who wakes up, drinks a kombucha, pets my donkey. You know? You, 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 know? Got, a source, you got a source on that? Uh, the internet. <clears throat> oh, okay. I think it was IGN, actually. Okay. Yeah. The smoke hole's taken off, which, I, which I'm a big fan of. Yep. Lots of posts in the smoke hole. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, that's it for news. That's it for the news. Nothing else going on in the world today. Well, we have alcoholism to talk about. Uh, say again? Alcohol, alcohol, alcoholism. <laughs> okay. After the break, um, we're all going to embrace our inner Albert Finney. Who? The star of the movie. Who? Albert Finney. America loves Albert Finney. acclaimed novels of the century is now a motion picture by one of the most honored directors of our time. Universal Pictures presents John Huston's Under the Volcano. I'm back. Somewhere between choice and fate. Is it chasing you? Of course it's me. Let him go, Yvonne. Guilt and fear. Phew, we were wrong, not Jeffrey. Love and betrayal. Wanted you back so badly. Is a place where few of us dare to go. What do you want? My England man. I give you a beautiful girl. A place that lies within us all. Hell is my natural habitat. Starring Albert Finney, Jacqueline Bissett, and Anthony Andrews. Stop sleeping with my wife. Under the Volcano, based on Malcolm Lowry's classic novel. On se puede vivir cinema, one cannot live without love. And we're back. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast. And tonight we're talking about Under the Volcano from 1984, directed by John Huston. RJ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a movie. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're bumped. Uh, well, well, no, I was just reacting to you. Like a responsible person. The tagline for this film. Yeah. One cannot live without love. Yeah. Against yeah. a background of war mm. breaking out in Europe and the Mexican Fiesta Day of Death, we are okay. taken through one day in the life of Jeffrey Furman, a British consul living in alcoholic disrepair and obscurity in a small southern Mexican town in 1939. The consul's self-destructive behavior, perhaps a metaphor for a menace civilization, is a source of perplexity and sadness in his nomadic, idealistic half-brother, Hugh, and his ex-wife, Yvonne, who has returned with hopes of healing Jeffrey and their broken marriage. Yeah. Yeah. This is perfect Halloween viewing that takes place on mm. the Day of the Dead. I mean, we're a few weeks off. Kinda. You know, if we'd held off you know, for a few more weeks, it could have been... Uh, what a coincidence it would have been. What timing it would have been. I wouldn't have wanted to watch this on Halloween, though. No. God, no. You know, I mean, it's it is nice. It lands in Creeptober in the sense that it has something Halloween related. So I can throw it in my Halloween list. I'm going to do it. I don't care. Yeah. Well, I mean, it does have one of your favorite pastimes during Halloween. Which one? Drinking alcohol. It doesn't count if it's it's not just at Halloween. It's 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 a year round occasion. That's a year round. <laughs> this is killed by Mexican police. This is my hell, and this is what I choose. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Mm -hmm. Hell. So this mm. is based on a novel, RJ, by a guy named Curtis. Malcolm Lowry. And uh, this novel is considered one of the, the greatest novels of the 20th century. How many Curtis. times have you read it, and where do you rank it in your top 100? I'd say it's definitely on the list. Okay. Where is it ranked? It's on the list. It's on the list of greatest novels. It's also on the list of uh, novels that aren't. It's on both I mean, lists. We're talking modern libraries, 100 best English language novels, Le I mean, Mans, 100 books of the century, times all time 100 novels. I would say out of all of the novels you could read that were published in the last 100 years, this is one of them. It's definitely one of them. This is one of them. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool. That's not too bad. Not too bad. And this is directed by uh, John Huston, who I, I believe this is the first John Huston movie we've watched on this creep. That can't be true. I think it is. What about, um, what about, uh, striptease? Striptease. Isn't that John Huston? What, which my number is that? 69. Nice. I, so I anyway, just assumed he had movies in here because of uh, Maltese Falcon and well, nope, not Man in the Who Would Be King and Sierra Madre. Those are, None of those are in here? Not, none of those are in the collection. Is it Fat all, City? All those good movies don't belong in the collection. We don't do that. What about that Wise here. Blood? Wise Blood is in the collection. What about Fat City? Uh, Fat City's not. Fat City's in no 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 collection, and Fat City's good. What about Striptease? Is that in the Criterion Collection? 
Not yet. Damn. Yeah. But Asheville Jungle is. Yeah. Yeah. RJ <laughs> <Or Jay> goes, <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm getting that. I'm picking that what, up from you. What about Annie? Remember Annie? He directed that two years earlier. But a little the, Annie. The new the remake with uh, Jamie Foxx? No. That one? No. no. Oh, okay. A different Annie. You're saying. Another, another Annie. Okay. Okay. So anyway, uh, yeah. yeah. So here we go. We've got John Houston, Malcolm sure Lowry on that cast. Mm-hmm. Who else? <laughs> Albert Finney. <laughs> Everyone loves Albert Finney. Tell me more about Mr. Finn. Well, my favorite Albert Finney movie is Miller's Crossing. Sure. He's, he's always going, ah, t- ah, come on, Tom. Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Um, You're a big fish guy too, right? Nope. Big, big fish guy. Don't lie. Don't lie to the people. Oh. Well, I just, I, I suffer blackouts. Oh, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> apparently. Apparently. He was in traffic. I As don't, what? One of the I don't cars? know. I think he might have been one of the drugs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, fuck. I don't know. That's it. Yeah. He was in traffic. That is in the collection. And uh, in this. Mm-hmm. But I've also seen Tom Jones, one of the, the worst fucking Oscar winners of all time. That Tom sucks. Jones? And that, I think Tom Jones actually might be in the collection. Oh, come on. Oh, God, no. Is Big Fish in there? Nope. What about VHS 85? Is that in the collection yet? (laughs) Yeah. We'll we'll see. Maybe once it joins joins Netflix, uh, maybe it will. Oh. No, they'll they'll sell it. They do have buying power. Hmm. Hey, do you remember? uh, Did you ever. Have you ever played Grim Fandango? No, I've seen lots of Grim Fandango, but I've never played. Oh, pretty pretty great. It. Pretty great yep. game. Yeah, is, that, is that kind of like Under the Volcano? Yeah, I mean, this movie opens up. Uh, the opening credits. It's a bunch of uh, Day of the Dead stuff, which is, you know, those cool Mexican skeletons that everybody Dead loves. So the... much that we have Grim Fandango, uh, and mm-hmm. you also have that, that, little, that little movie that came out, Coco. Yeah, I've seen Coco. No, that's, that's all about yeah. that, isn't it? Yeah, sugar skulls. Well, you should watch it this year. No, I'm good. I'm but fits. If not now, then when? So what's this movie about, RJ? It's about a drunk alcoholism. <laughs> yeah, RJ's favorite thing. Uh, uh, that, well, we're we're, we're going to we're gonna have to find out. We're going to have to find out how relatable this content is for uh, for you, Mr. Bellagio here. But oh, yeah. uh, so this movie opens up with a drunk dude walking around at dusk. Mm-hmm. I think it's dusk, and he buys a, a dog dinner. Yes, he does. He's very, very nice. Very kind. Uh, mm-hmm. One thing I learned uh, listening to a couple of documentaries uh, mm-hmm. to go along with this, one on Malcolm Lowry, and then mm-hmm. another one was just about the making of the movie, uh, mostly from the Malcolm Lowry documentary. That uh, From the dog's point of view? Lowry was a big animal fan. Really liked animals. Yeah. And I, I, think that, I think that came across in this movie. Got a very good relationship <clears throat> with, the, with the pets. I agree. I I think the biggest thing was he a drunk that uh, wanted to die? Yeah, sure, but he was never going to be mean to an animal. Nope. I, I liked how courte- uh, like courteous he was with the dog. He was uh, Buenas tardes. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, he said, uh, my, my friend. And he, uh, he had patience with the dog, which I think is very yeah. nice. You know, this dog saw, an opera, saw a free meal, followed mm-hmm. him, and uh, got, got pay, pay dirt. And so then we got our, our guy, our drunk man, mm-hmm. um, wearing his sunglasses at night because he's a vampire. Yep. Yep. He goes to a, he goes to a little theater uh, that's mm-hmm. doing a screening of the movie Mad Love, uh, which stars mm-hmm. Peter Lorre, who mm-hmm. I don't know if he would have been alive when this movie came out. He, he might have been dead by then. Which but, one? But uh, he was a man who also was in Maltese Falcon. Oh, you know what? He died. I was alive fucking, then. He fucking died 20 years earlier than this movie coming out. God damn. So he's in the movie then? Well, in the, on the projection in this oh, movie. Oh, okay. He's not alive. He's not back. Um, he, okay, <laughs> that's what I was. I was wondering where we we're going with this. So he's at this. So he's at the theater, and he mm-hmm. meets up with a a friend, and he's also asking about like some letters that he's lost. Very concerned about these letters, uh, which become important at the end of the movie uh, because these letters are letters from his, you know, uh, wife that he's separated from, uh, Yvonne. Um, so there's some drinking that goes on, and uh, we get a little bit of, you know, watching the movie, we get a little bit of footage of Mad Love, and then uh, we see our boy, um, Mr. Furman, crash a gala, I believe it's a Red Cross gala, uh, and he's like very excited to be here, because it's in like an open bar, and uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the booze uh, flows freely. And he's just slurping it down. Um, there, he gets into a confrontation uh, with a, a a fellow diplomat, but from the German side. And some niceties are exchanged, but um, there seems to be a bit of, um, I don't know, uh, hesitation in being too friendly with this guy. Because uh, our guy, he's a British diplomat uh, who's just booze-hounding it down here in Mexico. And we get these mentions of, like, this is right before... Uh, World War II is, consumes the world, which I believe uh, the, the, the Albert Finney mentions Armageddon here. And, uh, <clears throat> talking, and then they start talking about trains, uh, the, 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 how much money gets paid for transporting dead bodies, and you're like, oh. Like planes, about... trains, and automobiles? Yeah, but, you know, but it's, it's trains. Very efficient. Oh, just trains. Mo- moving people around. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so he makes a scene uh sure he does. and uh get they get kicked out of the gala and so mm-hmm. him and his friend they go to a church um we we find out that this man has not a lot of time for 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 god mm-hmm. um and what do you know so then this uh they go he gets some sleep i guess he sleeps it off um and what what do you know his wife comes back on this very day cuz this movie is a day in the life uh, his wife's come back looking for him to reconcile, I guess. And, uh, and then what? And then, I don't know. <laughs> neck? Okay. You know about necking? I, I, uh, I'm not familiar. Could you describe it? Okay. It's when, when one person, like, takes their, their lips, nuzzles in RJ, gets in real and close. And then does what? And then they, they nuzzle in, and they, 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 they kiss. Gently yeah. into the nape of the, the neck, you know, and then the other, and they do it uh, vice versa, and they get real cozy. I'm you not about, familiar with what you know about getting cozy, RJ. I've never even once tried. Okay, 
Never, I ever, ever. I know. I know. We all know. So, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so, Yvonne shows up, and Jeffrey doesn't look like the guy who's like, oh, my God, I've been waiting for her to come back this whole time, even though he's been going on about this for some time. I mean, he's mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, wow, I see you come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, throughout this whole movie, I kept thinking, man, I think this would be a much better movie if uh, Werner Herzog directed it. What, what do you how think would, about How that? would he change it, do you think? I don't know. But there's like these scenes you're like, this seems like so in line with everything he's interested in. Like volcanoes. He loves volcanoes. Mm-hmm. No. Grizzly bears? And, and, and he loves old women playing dominoes at a table with a chicken. Yeah, he does like stuff like that. He loves that kind of thing. What do you is think David so- Lynch's under the volcano would be? Terrible. Yeah. I definitely don't want that. But a Herzog one you're on board with? I'm absolutely on board with that. Um, yeah. And around this point, too, I was just like, man, I don't know about this Albert Finney. Mm. In this, in what do you mean you don't know role. about him? I don't, I don't know about him. I, you don't I, think I, he's I'm, a leading I'm, man? I just don't get it. I, don't, I'm not, I, wasn't, uh, I wasn't accepting this. I, did, I wasn't being drawn into the character. Uh, have you seen Big much. Fish? Uh, yeah, I have in theater. Okay. No? Okay. That's all I got to ask. Yeah. That's all I was asking. Yeah, but yeah. So there is just something uh, that's keeping me out from being really sure. compelled, captivated by this movie. I just noted it at this point. So anyway, um, there's some even talk about putting people into furnaces. It's just something that you don't do anymore. Well, 1939, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, we weren't quite there yet, RJ, because you know World War II. It's coming. It's coming. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, we get introduced to their cat, uh, Oedipus. What yeah. Do how, how do you how do you rate that name? I don't think it's the best name for a cat. I think oh. Pete or Carl would have been better, but yeah, <clears throat> or pepperoni. Yeah, I don't know. This was a different time. I don't think we were calling cats by first names or pepperoni. No, Peter Carl. No. What about no. Peter what? Carl? Because all these people have like relatives, and you know they had respect for people's names back then. We didn't name pets after people. What about Whiskers? That's fine. Yeah, I would have preferred Whiskers. Oedipus is pretentious. Oedipus, RJ. Yeah, it's, get I it know. fucking right. Jesus still, Christ, it's still pretentious. Oedipus. What are they insinuating? These are huh? pretentious people, probably RJ. I mean, huh? are you gonna hold that against them and their cat's names? You gonna hold it against the cat? I thought you liked cats. I like the cat. I got nothing against the cat, but I, uh, I'm i just saying, what are they insinuating? What? Hmm? That, insinuating? What, what, what are they insinuating? Who, who's insinuating what? The people who named this cat. No, they're just calling the cat Oedipus. Pussycat. What are they Edda, insinuating? Oedipus. Pretty straightforward to me. Interesting. So you don't rate it. Okay. You don't rate it. That's fine. That's fine. Hmm. <clears throat> So, what did you? What uh, you want to rate it out of five or out of ten? I whatever you want. What's your cat name rating? What's it out of? I'm gonna say three, but I'm not gonna tell you about whether it's out of five or ten. Out of four? Yeah. Two out of four. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and then we get uh, twenty minutes, RJ, of awkwardness of a drunk man and his wife, um, and her like entertaining him and trying to reconcile, know. trying to get to see you in some good old neck, and it does not work. It's just the, the, the gap, the distance between the two is just too much. Just and, can't quite and, do and, it. And then his brother shows up. <laughs> mm. 
He's like, a, he's really, he's Tex really, yeah, te- yeah, Tex, Tex, he's really taken to uh, the lifestyle of uh, the Americas. Sure. Um, he's all gussied up. Yeah, yeah, the English Mexican cowboy, Hugh. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can really see the eyes if Vaughn's making that old Hugh. But it's no big deal. But yeah, there's a, it's there's the, there's a connection there. Um, well, there's talk of cuckolds at one point. Oh, of course there is. Of course there is. Well, you know what though? He's here. It's time to clean up and go out for a day on the town. So uh, they all get cleaned up. Jeffrey uh, gets a, a shave. Mm-hmm. Maybe he has a shit in there. Or what? Uh, they, they they get to town. Some children are trying to sell them armad- armadillos. Uh, yep, yeah, they're trying to sell them some armadillo. Yes. Yeah, who who couldn't use an armadillo? I don't know if it's a pet or for dinner. I'm not sure. Could be whatever um, you want. Hopefully, a pet. Je- uh, Jeffrey goes on a ride. <laughs> he goes <laughs> on a ride. Uh, real, he's loaded. He's just fucking wasted. Change is flying out of his pockets. He's saying, mm-hmm. "Ride him, cowboy." Um, who who hasn't then, been? Then there, they yeah. leave. They leave the festival, and uh, while they're on this bus, they come across uh, a horse on the side of the road, mm-hmm. and there's a dead man. And uh, yeah, there's on the bus. There's like some talk about this uh, man that's on there with a button, which I looked up, and I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, so these are like the there's the, the fascists that were uh, mm-hmm. popping up here in Mexico, and this seems to be uh, tied into that a little bit. People being killed, assassinated for their political beliefs. Sure. Um, and coins. There's some coins, blood-covered coins. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I was thinking about, though, with this scene was what odd timing. And we didn't talk about this during our uh, ghoul school just earlier. Was uh, similarities to this with Infinity Pool? Well, we hadn't seen Infinity Pool at the time. Yes. But uh, <clears throat> could you elaborate? Uh, it's just a uh, shadow water. Well, yeah, it's the people going to another country with its mm-hmm. own laws, this sort of danger of people transporting, but like and exploiting like, things, and, and yeah, and they're taking advantage of the situation. And it's like, mm-hmm. ah, this is our this is our luxury land. While well, all these mm-hmm. other things are going on in the background, so we can do whatever yeah. we feel like here. Yeah, yeah, it was really weird uh, when uh, Albert Finney's uh, silicone penis gets jerked off by. Uh, me and God, but hey, yeah. Could you say that again and state your name and your uh, age and your uh, social insurance, just for the record? Well, I would, I will after we talk about the scene when they go to see the bulls. Uh, we have this apparatus that I'm pretty sure involves like a real bull head. Yeah, I wasn't really on board with that. Well, I mean, I'm sure that they didn't make it for the movie. That would be probably something that they they just have. Uh, yeah. d- down in Mexico, um, but yeah, I was like, "Huh, <laughs> I haven't seen that before." Uh, I don't know if you're f- familiar with uh, what happens to bulls uh, in these scenarios. Uh, I'm aware. I'm aware. Okay. Yeah, but most don't places see... don't do bullfighting anymore, other than those damn Spain people. Hmm. Well, nonetheless, we don't get any of that. We just get uh, hope a long dead bull. Sad still. Uh, well, so we get more we, we get more daytime drinking. Uh, oh yeah, my co-host's favorite things to do. Well, it depends if you're on shift or not at the pizza. And uh, I just noted that the rank amateurs of the wife and brother just can't keep up with our main man, <laughs> who just you can. He's go. He's getting. It's getting pretty dank though. He's getting pretty dark talking about hell. 
<laughs> this is the hell that he chooses. Because it's at this point he's just like, yeah, no, nah, this I I want this. I want I want nothingness. I want aloneness. I don't want to be. I don't want people. I'm good. And he goes and storms off. Pretty finds himself a Mexican brothel. What happens in those places? Uh, people people fuck other people for money. Mm-hmm. And everything's up for offer too. What do any you mean? age, any any gender, RJ, anything you want. It can all Some people say gender is just perspective. There's a, there, there's a small person who does a thing where it's like a fisting motion with his uh, what fist does that mean? His wrist. I don't know. Penetration, I guess. He does it a lot in this movie. What is it? What does that mean? Arjun, does this like seem like a destination uh, that you'd go to? This this type of bar. I assume this, this, this dank brothel bar. No, I've never been to Mexico, Jared. But I assume I I feel like you might not be a Mexico guy. I I've never been, but I assume all the people who always tell me that they're going to Mexico, I'm I've always thought that they're going to a place like this. Yeah, they're going to the go see this. Maybe check taking a donkey show. Uh, I don't know what that is. Could you explain it? So he gets his letters back, RJ, mm-hmm. and uh, he's like, "Oh, right, these things." Because it's like kind of this like sad thing about the fact that he was asking about the letters like mm-hmm. the, la- the yesterday, but he, c- he can't remember what bar it was that he would have left them, mm-hmm. and so he kind of wasn't even asking for them at this point. And then there they were. He's like, "Oh." You could see, oh yeah, I guess that some of these things are kind of important to me, mm-hmm. but because this is a John Huston movie, you can't be in Mexico without some cackling, menacing Mexican men descending, much like Treasure of Sierra Madre. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, they're so happy, they're so smiling, and they just like want money from you. And hey, like, senor, what are, you, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, you want fun? Yeah, say, come for some fun. Hmm. The rainstorm comes, um, and of course, um, uh, Jeffrey goes out because uh, there's like some tension building in this place, and you're just like, Ugh, I wouldn't, I'd go home, I'd go home to my like villa, <laughs> not be here anymore. But yeah, but you wouldn't be there with us, anyways. Um, that's right. So he goes and gets some fresh air out in the rain, and behold, RJ, a white horse, and uh, a horse, <laughs> and soon enough. Yeah. RJ, uh, he's killed by these Mexican fascists, the banditos, um, and the uh, in this scrabble and this gun, this gunshot goes off. It sends that pale horse running down full charge down the hill, and it tramples his wife, and she's dead. She hits her head. Yeah, so like the wife and the brother come to save him, and then the well, they're looking uh, for him. Yeah, the little, the little, uh, the little person guy is just like, yeah, hey, yeah, he's boning, he's in bone down, and so they run away, and then uh, do what's that motion you just did? I didn't see that. It's it's the uh, fist and wrist motion. Okay. Uh, oh, kind of like Roman Reigns. Yeah, like Roman Reigns. Oh, okay. This this is where Roman Reigns learned it. Yeah, yeah. I, I Vince get McMahon it. said. Hey pal, you ever you ever seen under the volcano? And you are no. <laughs> is that Roman's voice? <laughs> yeah, it is. No, no, I've no. never seen it. He sounds like Forrest Gump. <laughs> no, 
Uh, so anyway, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Lady runs away. There's a gunshot. She's like, oh, no, Albert Finney. And then she runs back. And the horse <laughs> and she gets her. She trample, gets trampled. And then and hard like, cut to black. <laughs> no, no, no. But no, not before uh, Albert Finney gets dumped into a ravine. Oh, yeah. They push and, his and, body off. And he goes, oh, he's like, what a word to die. <laughs> and uh, Finn, Finn, that's the movie. For, uh, is it Finn for Albert Finney? <laughs> Finn for Finney. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, um, I can recommend some better movies than uh, Volcano. Uh, like uh, but, okay. movies that movies that come to mind. Um, yeah. Fitzcarraldo. Sure. Bring me the head of Alfredo Garcia. Sure. Like I, I think that movie is uh, pretty cool. Barfly, mm-hmm. R.J. You, 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 do you want to know what Charles Bukowski had to say about reading Under the Volcano by Malcolm Lowry? Did he say, it's not like that. It's like this. And then he went... What, what he said or wrote was, I quote, I yawned myself to shit. End quote. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Bukowski lived a, a little bit. This is what I <laughs> imagined. life. Well, this is what I imagine someone who sees alcoholism from the outside. But uh, I don't know if John Huston has lived the alcoholism life like a, like a Bukowski has, you know. John Huston? Uh, yes. Mm. Well, who wrote the book? Malcolm Lowry. Malcolm Lowry. Hey, was that guy an alcoholic? Uh, some say this is very autobiographical. Oh. He, he died from misadventures. Oh, that, that that was how his death was classified, like death a donkey kicked him in the head or something. I, I don't know. Oh, okay, yeah, he, he yeah he lived the life. Well, I, my point was Bukowski is a little bit more, um, you know, a little bit more American uh, alcoholism. Like that's right, RJ. Right, Frank Stallone. You know what I mean? That's right. Yeah, American. oh my friend, <laughs> American. So that's good right. stuff. Brawling in the back, uh, yeah, and even for like you know your uh your for the Houston uh freaks, yeah, Treasure of Sierra Madre, that's a good movie. What about um, uh, Fat City? Would that one be better? Uh, that's a great movie. Okay. Yeah. What about striptease? Uh, I don't know anything about striptease. And hey, if you want to watch a John Houston movie where he adapts uh a novel, watch Wise Blood. You know that's you know who's that in that right? I do know who's in that, but I can't watch it because it'll come up in three years or something. An American masterpiece it is. With God's favorite son? Yep. And Harry Dean Stanton. And oh, Ned Beatty. God's favorite uncle. And William Hickey. And God's favorite nephew. Philip Mixer? No, Ned Betty. Ned Betty? Ned Betty. Oh, oh. So anyways, RJ. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, this movie leaves me pretty cold. So you're a big fan. It's kind of a slog. Yep. Kind of a slog. He's a big uh, fan. It it has I don't know. It just I, I I don't know if I just don't care about Albert Finney as a performer. Uh, and maybe I he just doesn't do anything for me. Uh, the rest of the cast are just kind of like, yeah, we're playing the supportive people dealing with an alcoholic guy. Uh, some of the Albert Finney things he does when he's playing the drunk are. Subtle little drunk things, but I don't know. Mm. It, it's uh, 
nothing about the screenplay jumped out at me. Nothing was like, man, this is really good writing or really good dialogue. Like, I don't think there's really an, a memorable scene. Anything I described, I mean, it just doesn't play that well. Mm. It kind of reminds me of the importance of being earnest. Sure. Remember that movie? I do. No. Oh, oh, sorry. Is that the right movie? Uh, I mean, I I remember the importance of being earnest. No. What are you, what are you talking about? Important. Uh, oh, no. Shit, what movie I'm thinking of? We've watched. What, what's what's the movie about? Uh, alcoholism? No, not about alcoholism. I'm going to have to look up the title. But as it's I look up that. that title, RJ, I'm curious. What did you think of Under the Volcano? Well... Did you I'm, yawn yourself to shit? I'm curious as to what uh, Jared said. Uh, he was curious. Unbearable, unbearable lightness of being. Okay. Okay. Um, Jared said he wanted to know how much this relates to my life. So, but like, do you know any alcoholics? Do I know any alcoholics? That you like talk to frequently or anything like that? That, that are like in the Albert Finney stages? Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, are you are you just checking just to see uh, who might get name checked? I don't need no. I don't need names. I, I, I mean, I could name one. I don't. I don't need names. I don't. Need they live names. right nearby. I think. Oh yeah, in the community. Yeah. Are they good members of the community though? Very good. Very good members of the community. Do they also take care of the strays like uh, how Albert Finney did? <laughs> That's right. Oh, Friend oh, to all okay. animals. Oh yeah. On, on a path of self destruction. Hey, I can think of nothing more noble than being a friend to all the innocent animals, but trying to slowly, slowly tear yourself apart. I feel like that's <laughs> really picking picking up smoking in your thirties. That's Is pretty that... honorable. <laughs> Very honorable. Well, it's not really picking up if you never really let it go. Fully full rem- embracing. You remember what Benicio del Benicio said, right? He was like, what, but when he ate when he ate all those donuts. No, in Sin City, he said, uh, "They ne- no one ever really quits." No one ever really quits. Uh, what do you mean, mean. donuts? <laughs> From your in Las Vegas? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> when, he, when he gained. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I was talking about Sin City, one of your favorite comic books. Oh, which is another name for Las Vegas. What? Yeah. That's where uh, John Moxley's from. Holy shit. Sin City. What were we talking about? We're talking about Under the Volcano. Yeah, I don't mind it. I think it was okay. I don't think it's uh I don't think it's great, but I do I do uh like some of the depictions of what they're doing here for the alcoholism crowd. So uh there there's some things that I liked in this. Uh I do like his uh some of his talks are good. Like I I know you're not an Albert Finney guy, but I do like his his speeches about how uh he's on a very fine line of being uncontrollably shaky and like uncontrollable drunken like delirium and things like that where he's like he's like there's no in between babe he's like he's like i'm either really sick because i haven't been drinking or i'm falling on the floor uh i do uh yeah no i andy watched like half of this with me and then uh and then she went to bed and uh she was kind of on board for most of it but um uh did she make I, any side eye at you? No, never, never. Nope. I don't know why you would even uh, say something like that. I don't know. I don't know what kind I'm of. I'm just comment. asking. I'm just asking questions. I don't uh, know what you mean. I'm a journalist. 
I've never heard of anything like that. So anyways, um, no, I, di- I didn't mind it. Like, uh, I do think there are some dips uh, where, um, you know, you get up to go to the bathroom and the person you're watching with goes, do you want me to pause it? And you go, nah, I'm good. Yeah, I just let it roll for uh, the 30 seconds or whatever, and I'll um, I'll continue. And then when Andy went to bed, I did increase the speed to 1.25 times because I was like, like we got other things to do this month. Um, but uh, so there there are some dips, but uh, I did like I did like the story. Um, I think if I had read this book a couple of years ago, I would have went, hmm, that's pretty neat. I like this self-destructive uh, alcoholism, man. Uh, the only thing is, like, I like how it plays out for the most part, but I'm not totally on board with how he meets the end. Like, I do think that uh, an appropriate ending for him is uh, death. But uh, the... Uh, oh Well, <laughs> I mean, all alcoholics are building towards death, no? Well, aren't we all? Well, yeah, everyone dies. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I, I think the appropriate ending to his story in this film is his premature death. Um, I don't know if it's I don't know if the Mexican uh, like gang that uh, tries to like rob him or whatever. Uh, I don't know if well, that's they, the... they also think he's a spy. He's a, he's yeah. Well, they they say he's, he's a Russian spy and then a Jewish yeah, spy and then exactly uh, yeah they're that's yeah. fascist RJ. Mm. They believe in, in nothing. Any reason? In, no, not though they do. Fascists definitely believe in something. Oh, they don't believe in nothing. It's not good things. Is that the nihilists? That's the nihilists you're thinking of. Oh, they believe in nothing. Oh, okay. No. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's the best end for him, but um. No, I, I I didn't mind this movie. Like uh, I liked, I liked what they were trying to do with it, and I I do think, like I said, there is definitely some dips. Like there are some parts where I was kind of like, eh. <laughs> if this but scene I, was in this movie or not, it wouldn't have really mattered. Yeah, there's a there's a few things like that, but uh, I like um I like how he's introduced. He's nice to the doggos. There's some cool Mexican uh, culture stuff uh, being shown here with all the sugar skulls and things like that. But um, uh, well, and there, there's more, I guess. There's like the, uh, the uh, not the medium woman, but the um, the tarot lady yeah. uh, and the carnivals and the armadillos for sale mm-hmm. and things like that. You're like, OK, there, uh, the only thing that was missing was like a, a big piece of corn on a stick with that like red and white sauce on it. That's usually a staple in uh, movies that take place in Mexico, you know? You ever seen Nacho Libre? Uh, I, I try to watch it. Ah, see, you missed out. You got to finish that thing. Oh no. Um, oh, no, I'm good. No, I think there's some there's some good Mexican culture, and uh, I do like this man's path of um, annihilation. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's it's not it's not perfect. There's there's some extended periods where you're kind of like that's a review there's extended what? parts of pain sound <laughs> it's like any other movie you've maybe seen at the time it's kind of like something that would fit into that you know so sure. yeah uh, I, I didn't mind this movie but there are um, there are bouts of uh, of things that you 
you'd rather be watching something else. <laughs> boats. Boats. There are boats. There's like fits. A, having a bout of syphilis. Mm-hmm. I've never had. Can you explain? No, you don't want it. Uh, that was actually oh, okay. a thing from Malcolm Lowry. He got to go to the syphilis museum. Uh, back back home in, in Liver- back in Liverpool. Oh yeah, and then in the documentary, there's some uh, montage of images, and it's just like syphilis is really gross. Like holes bore oh, into your head, yeah, and things things just fall off. RJ. Like your wiener, like <laughs> your wiener, your face. Yeah. Oh, your face too. Hey, sloughs off. Just you didn't need that. Oh yeah, you didn't need that face. Oh yeah, yeah. What about your butt? Right uh, your butt your butt'll be just fine. Right off. <laughs> yeah. It'll be like a melt movie. Oh body melt. Like the hot zone. No. That's a body melt movie, am I right? Or gear package. Um uh, well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. 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 Mexico. What on earth is going on? (laughs) I think it was a ghost. Did you see that? I'm really scared right now. Oh my god. Folks, that's why people tune in and they want this road to destruction that they get to listen to every week. I'm really I'm really scared right now, Jared. I don't know what that was. (laughs) <laughs> You're really getting uh, non-verbal here. I think it was a ghost. Yeah. Well, let's listen. Let's listen to the to the folks who uh, hate this movie. I guess. Oh yeah. Oh, there's a funny one. Uh, right off the hop, we got one star from Z thrifty three fifty cool. Oh yeah. <laughs> Drunken divorce dad simulator. Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, he's not a dad. He's not, but I mean, this guy's his favorite movies. I feel like fit into this camp: Goodfellas, Last Action Hero, Tommy Boy, and Being John Malkovich. Those all kind of have vibes, you know. You know about vibes? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, but... from M. Ross the Great, mm-hmm. Albert Finney tries to make this movie interesting. But there isn't one interesting character in the film. If you're capable of making it to the end, the actor pretending to be the first alien in Men in Black appears <laughs> as a small but big role. Oh yeah, he's the guy who's going on about uh, how the Old and New Testament are written by Mozart. Mm. So she thinks that he's he's being like um, fuck, what's his name? Vincent you know, D'Onofrio. Kingpin, Vincent D'Onofrio, the Kingpin. The kingpin. Yeah. Well, yeah. now, nowadays. Okay. These days, the cell. He's trying to be the cell. Uh, he's trying to be the cell. Oh shit! Remember that part <laughs> in the cell when he's like, Whoa. "See, folks, <laughs> this is under the volcano live." <laughs> Do you remember that part? Of this the is cell? and this and this is why RJ doesn't want to go to Mexico because now he knows what happens. He's gonna find himself in the ditch. Do you remember that part of the cell where he's like, and he's just screaming? Do you remember that? I don't. I, oh, I man, saw that movie good. once in theater, like Big Fish. You got to check it out, man. You got to check that out. Pierre de Pollo. 
I oh, was yeah. promised a volcano. I was disappointed. There's a volcano in this. It's there. For a it's, second. But we're under the volcano. Uh, this guy's bio says, Letterboxd is run by cowards who refuse to acknowledge the masterpiece cinema known as Nian Nico Sugar Girls. Could so this true. guy's a weeb, I think. Probably. Yeah. Do you think he's ever seen The Cell? Steven Bissick. This is probably a good movie, but the fact that I couldn't understand a single word out of Albert Vinny's mouth made it unwatchable for me. I don't think he's in, uh, inaudible at any point. Subtitles help. Yeah. This is this guy's most recent review, and it was three years ago. So this guy's dead. Like in real life. Um, and then we got Eli or Ellie. Um, I don't know. Eli, I think. I'm sorry. I just can't. <laughs> I can't do another J. Houston colonial melodrama. Least of all, one as stolid and sluggish as this. The man who would be king at least had battle scenes, Brit bro rapport, and gnarly skull decorations. This drops the last of those after five minutes. There's something really weird in their thing here. So their their thing says dilettante excellente, dedicated underachiever, and then it says nightmare system number eight two three eight. What does that mean? Is that something cool that I don't know about, or is that a real thing? I have no idea. I'm not gonna look into it, but I don't know what nightmare system eight two three eight means. Dilettante excellente. <clears throat> Dilettante excellente. Del- Go. Well, that's that. Um, I'm confused by the final thoughts. I'm confused by this person called the Flex who one and a half starred it, but also gave it a like. You didn't do that. So they like it, but they think it's one and a half stars. Yeah, that's strange. Oh, this person's a host of a podcast. Uh oh. Uh oh. See, well, you know what that means. Yeah, they're not even trying to self-destruct, I bet. They watched The Exorcist 3 twice this week. Yeah, they need that Duraf. Damn. They need that hospital scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. My final well, thoughts? Um, yeah. Yeah, this movie's like what I see every week. It's sad. And I and I couldn't wait for it to be over, like this week and every week. Every week. Sad. After the break, mm-hmm. we all go riding on that pale horse. To where? Guatemala. <laughs> RJ, if you could travel to any destination in the world and drink yourself to oblivion, which place would you go? Tijuana? 
All right then. Well, that's where Krusty the Clown went, and if it's good enough for Krusty, it's that's good enough he, for well, me. That's where he took the kids. Well, what do you think he did there? He wanted. It was for a good time. Okay, where does VHS take place? I'll go to that place. Oh, yeah. That one. I'll go to that one. Okay. Yeah. Where does um, that God movie you watched about the rape God, where does that movie take place? The Dying rape, God. The rape God. Uh, Argentina? Oh, I've been there. So let's go to Argentina. There you go. Uh, you can email us at criterioncrease at gmail.com in three weeks. Or you uh, don't. And tell us how pumped you are for Berlin Alexanderplatz. That's in Germany, RJ. You can go drink there, too. We've got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Brian We're on SoundCloud with this podcast. Download it on iTunes or Google Play or whatever else you want to use. And next week, we got a ghoul school. Ghoul school. Ghoul school. Ghoul school. RJ, are you going to watch? What are you going to watch now? What are you going to watch? Huh? I need something that fits with my head aesthetic. Like the black phone fits in there. Uh, gonna break up my head aesthetic? Decisions, decisions. What would you do for the head aesthetic? I wouldn't have one. Yeah. No rules, baby. No rules. Well, it's 920. What? Uh... Don't, don't fall into these arbitrary systems. Like you, dear listener. But autism. Live your own life. Okay, should I watch VHS viral or something else? Viral. Do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Well, folks, good night. What are you watching? I don't fucking know. You should watch The Pope's Exorcist on Krave. I'll leave that to you, the professional. Come on. Come on. Come on. I'll yawn myself to shit. Come on. <laughs>